We are tonight's entertainment. What the fuck is this, Chet? <laughs> this is a tasty burger. Were you rushing or were you drinking? You like Huey Lewis in the news? Is this your homework, Larry? All right, episode. I don't even know if we're going to count the first episode from two years yeah, we'll ago. Count it. Three. So Not episode three. three, what we'll yeah. do is each time we pass our last streak, we'll do another two-year break. Yeah. So, so, so two years from now, we'll be on <laughs> yeah. episode four. Well, our fourth episode will be when the Batman two comes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And that'll be sixteen hours long because I'm sure it'll be. And then the a next episode will be the Batman three. So. Speaking of the Batman, I think you said this episode would be our 2022 movies ranked. Yeah. Which was will. really hard for me because it was one of the biggest years, I think, in my lifetime of movies. I feel like it's kind of flying under the radar for how great it was. No one talks about it. People always bring up 2014 and 2019, which are great. But the amount of great movies we got in 2022 is off the charts. Yeah. I don't, it's crazy. Uh, I don't really remember, like... The movie years, like you, I don't have the the Rain Man gene to just pull it out of my ass when the movie came out. But you have Google, so you could just look it up. But yeah, but I'm not gonna fucking do that right now. Yeah. You know? But 2022 is like ingrained in my mind because it's I've just been blown away. Yeah, we saw. I don't know if you. I haven't seen your list. We didn't reveal our list to each other, so I haven't seen yours. So I don't know how many you had, but I had including the one we just watched, which I added to the list. I had. 47. I don't think you have much more than me. I think the only thing on your list that I saw that I don't have logged is Tar. Spoiling the list, huh? You piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, it's every movie we've seen. They don't know where it's going to go. I know, I know. Um, yeah, there's a couple, but that's it. There's just That's just Tar. That's it. I think so. I didn't so really... you got 46? I didn't look at... I, I don't know. I haven't counted, but I didn't... I tried not to look at your list that much, so it would still be like a surprise. You didn't do it on Letterboxd? You did it in notes? No, I did, I did it in notes because it was easier. It was faster okay? for me to move stuff around. I'm eventually <laughs> going to copy it to Letterboxd. This is a very last-minute list. It seems like so much more of a pain in the ass to No, because then notes. I can just backspace, and then when Letterboxd, I have to like... You can just drag things on Letterboxd. How is that harder? I don't know. I'm not... Uh, I'm not too tech savvy, but I And you also have your ratings, so you can kind of just eyeball it and do it by ratings. Well, that's and the then thing. you can just change them here and there. Some of the, the ratings, ratings don't match. on my list are different than how my list is like no, shaked out. I, no, I know, but I'm saying you can start with that as like a template and then you can go down and like see where you want to move things around, well, but things I are can, already generally in the right area. I can tell you right now, this podcast is about movies and not how to use Letterbox. Right. So why don't we'll, you get we'll on just, with your fucking list? We'll just move on and forget the fact that you're I'm, stupid. I am dumb. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, it's just you're going to really realize how dumb I am with my fucking list, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we will. We'll get into it. But right. we got a couple quick things to go over before we get into the list. Mm -hmm. um, some news. This isn't official. But I still figured it was worth talking about. Ben Affleck is rumored to be doing Brave and the Bold, directing Brave and the Bold. Yeah. And if that's true, I'm going to come. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that he still has some kind of a hand in Batman. I feel like he got done really dirty. That whole situation with like Ben Affleck and Batman, Yeah, I feel like is, is sad. And yeah, it was his choice to stop being Batman. I know that. It's not like they dicked him. Like, he didn't want to be Batman anymore, but that was... I'm sure a lot of the reason he didn't want to be Batman anymore was because of his experience on the Justice League, which was just yeah. a horrendous 
experience for everyone. That and the fans like eating him alive. You know, there's a lot of people that just hated him for basically being the Batman that um, that kills people. Yeah, being the Batman that kills people. The yeah. Batman. I feel like the hate initially Snyder was really wanted. bad. Like when he got cast, but then once the movie came out, people were like, "Well, the movie stinks, but yeah. he's good." And then, like, anytime he did something, like anything in the media, they'd be like, well, where, where's the new Batman movie? And he's yeah. like, guys, just fucking chill yeah. out. Yeah, he and was he like, had, you know I made movies before I was Batman. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I made the fucking town. He's always like, uh, there's an interview, and he's like, where was all these people when I when I was making Live by Night? And I was like, <laughs> they weren't watching Live by Night. <laughs> they weren't watching that shit. That's, that's where they no were. No one gave a shit. That's what happened. <laughs> but um, um, it is sad that, that he uh, kind of got done dirty a little yeah. bit. So... I, like I said, that's not official, but if that's true, I feel like he's probably the best option. He's yeah. a proven director. He's made great movies. I love The Town. Mm-hmm. I like, um, what's it called? Gone Baby Gone. It's yep. it's a little disturbing. It's, it's probably not something I'd watch again. Yeah. But he won an Oscar for, for Argo, me. which I haven't seen. Argo's really good. Yeah. But that's all the news uh, we have. Uh, that'd be sick. That's That's the... <laughs> That's the uh, yeah. cliff notes for that yeah. conversation. Ben Affleck would be sick. I hope yeah. I hope that's true. Um, when was this? Thursday night we saw Creed 3. Yes. And we'll talk about it now since it's a this year movie, so it won't be on the list. Um, and we really liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Overall, I think we disagreed on a, a small thing about uh, the characters about Damien and Just kind of Adonis. how they, the decisions that they make and, and how they develop in the movie. It, it, again, it doesn't hurt the movie. I feel like we arrived at the same outcome. Yeah. I, I What did you give it? Do you know? I haven't rated it yet. You're a piece of shit. Uh, I gave it a four. So, I've seen some people give it a four and a half. I think that's a little much yeah. for a movie I, so I can tell you, I'm, I'm definitely dancing around like three and a half to a four. Yeah. It's a four for me. Number one of 2023 so far. Not like that's tough to do. Yeah. What, but, it, what was the contender that it beat out? Yeah. But I thought it, it um, in terms of the Creed movies, I like one the most. I think one's a masterpiece. And then I like three second most. I thought that it was better than two. Yeah. I love Jonathan Majors as a villain. I love Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Um, I thought the story was really cool. I like how Adonis is kind of running his own like company. He's running his own gym and he's retired and he has a family and I liked about everything about it. I liked the anime inspired fight scenes. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um and he proved himself as a director, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, I'm absolutely. excited to see yeah. what he wants to do next. He's rumored to be involved i don't know if he's involved as an actor or as a director or writer or whatever but he's rumored to be involved in a valzad project i don't think i know what that is it's the black superman oh that's yeah okay yeah yeah it would be an elseworld um project just like the batman Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be connected to anything and that would be really cool if he got to do that i mean i would hope he's in there for for both because yeah he's acting and directing phenomenal shape yeah, he's in great shape. It really made me look. feel like a piece of shit seeing Jonathan Majors and him just like shirtless, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so nasty. It makes you really feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, it makes you want to go home and do some crunches. Yeah. But I also like it, it was a great directorial debut. But he's also spent so much time as the character of Creed. I feel like he kind of like he did his homework ahead of time almost. Mm-hmm. 
um, versus jumping into something totally different, like something he's never even touched yeah. before. And Valzad, I think, would be good since he's into anime. You saw him bring a really unique aspect to the fight scenes in Creed Three, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he does next. Um, and I hope he continues to do like really wacky stuff. Like I that. think he would be a good, assuming Valzad is sort of just like a traditional Superman. I would assume. I think that he has a very natural charisma and like goodness about him that yeah. you really you just kind of root for him instantly. Yeah. And I think he I think he would be a good Superman. Yeah. I do think that. So mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Um, new Mando episode came out. Uh, Carl's a lot bigger into Mando than I am. Big Mandalorian fan. Yeah. And that I, episode was dog shit. <laughs> I, I wouldn't... Okay, if you're going to call that episode dog shit, then I think that there's a lot of dog shit Mandalorian episodes. Well, you have to very think similar about it, to all the other ones. You've got to think about it in the fr- in the reference of it's the first episode of the new season. If that was a mid-season episode, I would be more forgiving. But yeah. This is this is you're kicking off the new season Been with gone for essentially two years. a filler episode, yeah. which is an ultra sin. And the first episode to every season should be some of the most crazy episodes. Like that should be the first episode to a season, and the last episode to a season should be like the should highlights. Be the bookends. They should yeah. be the. So highlights. when you kick it off with a fucking wet fart like that, they kicked it, it off with me off. filler and a dad joke. Yeah, a horrible MCU dad joke. Yeah, and like I said again, I was entertained the whole time, but I was sitting there like, when is fuck, this? What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, when is this kicking into? Yeah. High gear. The first sequence did. of the show is a different sequence to tell Mando to do the same thing that the last episode ended on. Mm-hmm. So that you just have him telling him twice. Yeah. Like you didn't have to watch. Even though the, the opening scene was cool. Previously. It was really when cool. When he showed up. That was my favorite If he had done anything else. Yeah. Except for, hey, remember what we did last episode? We're still going to do that <laughs> at some point in yeah. this season. Yeah, I think in general I'm not huge on Star Wars. It doesn't really get me excited. So, you know, maybe... I thought when I watched it I was just... I was going to be the only one that didn't like it because I thought maybe it's just my Mando fatigue setting in. But you love Mando and you thought it was bad, so... Yeah, and again, like I said, I was still entertained. I wasn't, like... I didn't want to smother myself with a pillow while I was watching it, or I'd, I wouldn't fall asleep. It it's still, never bad enough to, yeah, like, want to turn off. Every episode, even the filler episodes, are still cool. They have good, um, cool characters, cool action sequences, and cool worlds that they develop. Yeah. And everything looks good. It just was completely useless. And on the bright side, episode. it's still better than The Book of Boba Fett. Oh, God, yeah. God, was that show bad. What a wasted intro song, too. Yeah. That had a really the book sick. Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett had an awesome intro. Yeah, because it's Ludwig. Yeah, of and then you just was. see just some fat guy sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's really nuts. Yeah, and the show's horrible until Mando shows up and saves it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, didn't like Mando. Uh, what else do we got here? The oh, Last of Us. Last of Us, yeah. Last of Us, episode seven, Left Behind, which really, was the uh, adaptation of the DLC from yeah. the first game. Really not a lot to talk about with Last of Us, dude. It, it's... Every, it started every off we good. Get on here, every like, episode's been good. It's like, what do you know? Yeah. Another good episode of The Last of Us. Unless we like grass get is still spo- green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I still go to work every day. <laughs> yeah. But um, still like, got unless we get into spoilers, like 
It's just it's a fucking great show. It's an <laughs> awesome show. Great stories being told. Um, I hope they continue to deliver, which apparently they are, because mm-hmm. every episode's been fantastic. Yeah, I love the attention to detail for the set for the mall. Yeah, like they. I was listening to the podcast. They have a Craig Mazin, Neil Druckmann, and Troy Baker have a podcast every week where they talk about the last episode. And Craig Mazin was talking about how studios, when you talk about budgets and like what you want to build physically, they say, is the juice worth the squeeze in terms of building big sets? And like, is it going to be worth the time and money to build a big set just for like a couple seconds of a shot? Yeah. And he was like, yes, it will be. And he was right (laughs) because it's awesome. That whole mall set. Well, they spend a lot of time in the mall too. You do. The whole episode. But the the stores you can build like on a soundstage but that one shot of ellie with all the lights turning on that yeah. they had to build that whole thing without that one shot you didn't have to build them all you uh, could have built little sections yes but they built the entire thing because of that one shot and it looks great yeah and it, i'm really excited fantastic. for next week which is tomorrow night because we're getting the david episode oh david's my, my fucking dude. boy yeah i'm so excited i i want them to really lean like i don't Obviously, I don't think they're going to pull punches, but, like, you know, give us what we want. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I need the restaurant scene. Yeah. The restaurant David scene. Fuck you. Yeah. I want it. It's give it to be, me. Yeah. And Troy is uh, David's henchman. Remember the one that Ellie calls Buddy Boy <laughs> in the yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ditto for Buddy Boy over yeah. there. Troy's Buddy Boy. Yeah. That's sick. I'm glad he's involved somehow. You know Troy's what's funny awesome. is initially when the show came out, you were like, why didn't they just get Troy Baker? And I thought that Troy Baker wasn't, like, rugged enough like he's a hot guy no he can but the more that i've seen him i guess since he's he's older since the game came out so he's doing these podcasts now he's older mm-hmm. and i'm like fuck he would have been a great joke. yeah so i think there's two reasons they didn't do troy one is it's a show and people companies want big names yeah like saying check out our new last of us uh show starring pedro pascal people are going to lose their minds because yeah. they love pedro pascal yeah. But if you say The Last of Us show starring Troy Baker, a small percentage of people know who Troy Baker is. Yeah. Uh, your average Joe doesn't know who that is, so yeah. it's not a, an appeal. And the second reason is Joel's an old character and Ellie is a young character. So the two people who played in the game, uh, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, who are both great Fantastic. and still my favorite incarnations of the character, obviously, because they're the original. You're always going to prefer the original if yeah. you played the games. But... Troy is aging into Joel and Ashley is aging out of Ellie. So she's too old to play Ellie. I think she's like late twenties, almost 30 now. So Troy could be Joel. You could give him a gray beard and he'd be Joel and he'd be perfect. Yeah. But I don't think they wanted to do Troy Baker unless they could do Ashley Johnson too. It'd be weird. Yeah. He was playing Joel, but you have a new Ellie. I think that that would be a little uncomfy. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't do either. Either do both or do neither. So they didn't either. Yeah. And I heard that Ashley Johnson's going to be playing Ellie's mom. Really? Which Ellie's mom's not in the game, so they must be doing something new. Well, they've. Oh, it's actually. I think it's a. I think it's a shot of her having Ellie. Oh, I've okay. seen a still from the show where it was like a hospital room. And yeah. they were, she was having a baby, so it might not be a big piece of the show. It might just be one scene. Well, they've been doing that thing where they, they go back and they 
really polished characters and add like more information on their character. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see them maybe going a little bit deeper in Ellie. You already see her in her in like the Academy, which I don't think you really ever see. But when she's growing up in the Fedra Academy in the newest episode, so the the punching Bethany scene is new, but the uh, her sleeping and Riley sneaking in wasn't. Yeah, but I mean, she had a full conversation yeah, with, with her, like guard, like a PO or whatever the yeah. fuck he was supposed to be. Yeah. So so it's definitely something they're adding. But yeah, I'm, they're I'm definitely glad refining that stuff. They found a way to fit uh, Troy and Ashley in because I'm huge fans of them. Yeah. It's nice to know that they're there. Yeah. Even if they're not the titular roles they used to be. Yeah. But. A nice little Easter egg. Yeah. So that's all all we got. So we'll go into the list. We'll all get right. started. So we're starting on uh, stinkiest. Uh, stinkiest best? to least stinkiest. Okay. Um, I'll go first since I have one extra movie than you. Okay. So I figured what we would do is we'll go starting last. I'll give my 47. You give your 47 or 46, whatever you're at. Um, and then obviously you're going to say a movie that I haven't said yet. So then when I get to it, I'll have to say it again. But I think this is probably the best way. But you're you're saying that the worst, then I'll say my worst and we keep flip-flopping? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I picked. So 47... On my list, I've got Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't know what number mine yeah, is. Yeah, because you're an idiot and you put in notes. Last on my list is Lightyear. 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 Yeah. Instead of Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes, and I can listen. I can explain. Games. Lightyear. <laughs> Lightyear. I couldn't tell you two things about Lightyear. Mm. I watched it. I left. And I continued to live my life not even realizing that I had watched that movie or that it existed. It's so just, like, ridiculous. Like, just so plain. I totally forgot anything that was about it. So I was like, man, it's got to be bad for at least for it to not stick in my head at all. So you're saying that it being forgettable is worse than it being memorably bad yeah there's a couple movies like that that like if i can look back at the end of the year and at least remember one thing from it i'm like okay at least it had that thor love and thunder love and thunder was at least like i remember it having fucking kick-ass guns and roses music music was fantastic Most overplayed rock songs of all time some of my favorite shit of all time sir overplayed. um and i got to see chris hemsworth with his shirt off so Lightyear didn't have anything I mean, I see where you're coming from. Um, I think, <laughs> like, listen, name, Lightyear's name, not very high up on my list. Name three characters from Lightyear. Buzz. <laughs> that's it, dude. That's all right, it. So, <laughs> that's all, all you right. can say. I, no, I agree with you that it's forgettable. Just it's not very high on my list either. Throw away But Thor Love and Thunder was like... Um, what's the word? It was offensively bad. Like I left Lightyear and I was like, that was pretty stinky, but I'll never, I'll never think about that again. But I genuinely think about Thor Love and Thunder often for how much of a disappointment it is. But you, you think get about Christian it. Bale as Gore, the God butcher, one of my favorite actors playing a kick-ass villain. He's in the movie for 14 seconds. And then we get screaming goats. Yep. And a and a, a Bluetooth speaker bomb. Yeah. That's what we if get. If you ask me, the 14 seconds with gore is better than anything Lightyear has. 
even that's, though the rest of the movie is bad. That's so a fair Light years at the bottom of my list. What you're gonna <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder isn't as low as it should be on my list. I really? can tell you that. Yeah, there's okay. a couple movies, and it's probably gonna it's gonna take some explaining, but we can okay. move on. Light we'll years. Move just on. So trash. I think I should probably. No, you can go. You can go. Okay. Number two worst for me was Jurassic World Dominion. What was? You? Oh, you went. Oh, you already went twice. No, Lightyear was my one thing. I didn't know you had went. So yeah, uh, mine. Funny, mine is two. <laughs> Mine's Jurassic World Dominion yeah. two. Mine originally Jurassic World Dominion because it is absolute garbage, and there aren't like almost any fun. And it moments. Did, it shouldn't have been. No, it shouldn't have. You have the budget. And they built up. They built up to this movie. This the story is Dominion was the original movie they wanted to make. They wanted to make a movie about dinosaurs running crazy in the states, in cities, yeah. doing being silly. Yeah. <laughs> and the studio told them, "No, you'll get a trilogy, and you'll build up to that." Yeah. So they had to do two movies of fluff to build up to this one movie, and then the one movie's the worst out of all three. Yeah. And then I I still feel like Jurassic World isn't. Terrible. It's not. It's not. It's, it's all okay. right. Two was garbage. Two is really Two's bad. Two is garbage. And Three's then Jurassic even more garbage. World Dominion. The only reason why it's not bottom list for me is that there is the sequence where you meet the original team, and it played on my nostalgia. That's yeah. all I remember from the movie. And yeah, I mean, I you can't you can't put it last when you get Goldblum in it. When you get Goldblum, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, but like, mainly Goldblum. Yeah, mainly. you get Goldblum. <laughs> You're instantly not the worst movie yeah, you can't of the be. year. If, even if he just like shows up and doesn't say anything. Wait, Goldblum wasn't in Thor: Love and Thunder, was he? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. No. Okay, good. So my argument still stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, he's he's not it. Yeah. So I 40, think he might have been in one of the end credit scenes. I don't remember. Forty-five. Honestly. I've got Uncharted. Um, I have Smile. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people like Smile. Um. Or I guess I wouldn't say they liked it. I have Smile them, much higher. I, I didn't. I didn't care about Smile. Mm. I I thought it was like just kind of another throwaway movie. Okay, uh, I'll I, save my Smile thoughts uh, for when yeah. it's on my list. But I thought Uncharted was very stinky. I've never played the games, so I didn't get offended by them. Maybe I would have if I was a fan of the games, but I fell asleep. I don't know if I ever told you that. I fell asleep during Uncharted. That is. Your hidden shame. I didn't know about yeah, that. That you um, fell asleep in the theater. I just really think they missed on the casting. I like Tom Holland. I think he's a great actor, but I think he was miscast. And I don't, it's just forgettable. It's kind of like Lightyear for me. How you explained Lightyear is how I'm explaining Uncharted. Yeah. It's forgettable. And I'm never going to watch it again. And it had a budget, it had a cast. It should have been fine. But it wasn't. It was very yeah. forgettable, and I didn't really, honestly. Now that I'm looking at my list, I think I oofed a little bit. There's something that should be lower than Uncharted, but I'll keep it where it's at. I'll yeah. tell you what I'm talking about when oh, I get to okay. it. Okay. Okay. Um, my 44 is Lightyear. Oh man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just gonna say everything that you said. It's forgettable. It's not like offensively bad. But the concept was this is the movie that, what, what's his name, Andy watched as a kid that made him want a Buzz Lightyear toy. And 
he would never have wanted a Buzz Lightyear toy if this was the movie he watched. <laughs> he would have been like, hey, Mom, I never want to yeah. touch Buzz Lightyear again. Yeah, you can take that Buzz toy back, Mom. Yeah. yeah, the movie's just really forgettable, and I didn't like the twist of who the villain is. I thought it was just on the nose, and I don't yeah. know. I thought it was forgettable. Chris Evans does a good Lightyear voice, though. I'll give him that. I thought he yeah, was good. Yeah, Chris Evans is he's fantastic. I love Chris yeah. Evans. It's just all these movies at the bottom other than Thor Love and Thunder. I'll give Thor Love and Thunder the crown of being actually bad. But the other group of movies right here are just boring and forgettable. Yeah. I yeah, I can't stress enough like a lot of the stuff in my top like 15 even 20 could have probably been movie of the year in any other year yeah. of movies. Yeah. Like I agree. They're, they're they're all the majority of these movies are really really good. Yeah, I've got a lot of movies I actually really like, and I'll I'll yeah. like, I'll tell you the point where my list transitions from movies I didn't like to movies I like. Yeah, there's a point where it goes from you know good movies. So I'll I'll call that out when we get there. So what was your forty four? Men. Ooh. Yeah. And, men's uh, not too far off on my list <laughs> so men i think is a well-acted movie it's well made it looks good is it is it well made it is well made you know everything everything you know there's nothing like horrible but the the movie itself and the plot is just and my the ending yeah the ending you were that's, a fan of the ending weren't you it's hilarious <laughs> it's hilarious and that's kind of the reason why it's not a complete pooper yeah. is because it, I remember that ending, dude. Yeah. At the end of the year, you should be talking about that ending. Yeah, that's like at least it wasn't forgettable. Like, uh, is that why it's higher than Lightyear and Uncharted? Because you remember it? Yes. Because that's like I remember it, but I'm never, I never want to watch it again. Yeah. When I said I oofed on my list, that was me seeing Men over Lightyear and Uncharted. And I was yeah. like, maybe I should have put Men below it. But we're talking about men, and we have th- it's memorable. We just watched the ending on the on YouTube the other day because it's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and it makes no sense. But it's so weird. But yeah, Alex Garland made um, Ex Machina and uh, Annihilation, so I was pretty excited for Men. I thought the trailer was sick. Uh, the sound design. Oh yeah, the- dude! I, I was I was so excited. I thought it was going to be really unsettling. I yeah. didn't know he was going to go with the naked guy in the woods unsettling. Yeah, and the uh, concept should have been really cool. A woman who goes to this weird town where every guy looks the same. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, if Ari Aster, like, someone good would have made it, it probably would have been great. But it was just stinky. So, uh, my 43 is men, so we'll just move on. Okay. Uh, my 42 is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Well, I counted my movies while you were ranting about men. Oh, yeah? I have 46. Okay. So now we're in the same yeah so we're on the same ship yeah yeah um right above men i have thor love and thunder Mm. yeah because i would this is going to sound crazy but i would rather watch thor love and thunder again Mm. than men i don't ever intend on watching probably go one movie at a time what do you mean like if i say what my 42 is we should talk about that first before you give yours because now we have two movies we need to talk about you at didn't the same say time. yours. Yes, I said Multiverse of Madness. Oh, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I forgot you said that. Yeah. All right, so Multiverse of Madness. Talk uh, about Multiverse of Madness then. I didn't like it at all, but 
shout out to Sam Raimi because it wasn't his fault. He didn't write the movie. He came in, had no control over the script and just directed the shit out of it. So shout out to him. It probably would have been last right there with Thor Love and Thunder without his like directing style. But the writing's just bad. Um, and I, I know a lot of people didn't like it because there wasn't enough cameos or the cameos were disappointing. And I think that this is the one movie where that's like a fair criticism because Multiverse of Madness is the title. So you would think they had so many opportunities. They could have shown you um, the X-Men. They could have shown you uh, Wesley Snipes' Blade. They yeah. could have did crazy. Ben Affleck's Daredevil. There's so many different Marvel like things that you could have done that would have gotten fans excited. Yeah. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man comes back for a few minutes. Anything. Um, and they did like nothing. They gave you John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and turned him into spaghetti. And it's just not, it's spoiler. I don't care. It's, it's old. It's <laughs> no, old. It's, uh, it and, and, and it's stinky. So I thought the cameos were disappointing in terms of who they were. And then what they did with them was even more disappointing. Yeah. Like what's the point of even having them if you're just going to kill all of them? Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. It um, was definitely, uh, definitely a major letdown. Yeah. So yours was Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. And it's pretty high. we don't really need to, yeah, we already shit it. on it enough. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, it's um, bad. It's a complete mismanagement of a great villain. It's like one half this really cool, dark movie about Gore the God Butcher where he butchers zero gods, and then you get horrible. You hear about him butchering gods. Yeah, you hear about him. <laughs> yeah, um, but you never see it. Yeah, and the jokes are probably the worst in in the MCU. Yeah. I could be missing a movie, but I feel like... It's the most they try to make you laugh and don't. Yeah. So it's just very, very stinky. Yeah. Um, my 41 is Halloween Ends. That was a weird one. That a weird was a one? weird movie. Yeah. A weird movie? Yeah. The yeah. direction they took that, I would have never guessed in a million years <laughs> that they would have went the direction yeah. that they went with Halloween Ends. I don't think it would have upset as many people if it wasn't the finale of the franchise. You know, they're saying it's the finale of the franchise. It won't be. There's going to be 18 more. But yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be the finale of the franchise, and you get like 10 minutes of Michael Myers, and then you introduce some idiot who you spend the whole movie watching, and then Michael Myers possesses him and looks into his eyes and and puts the fear of evil. In yeah, he, he like, like he like touches him softly in yeah. a sewer and then he the opening scene, killing people. the opening scene is sick it's i'll awesome. stand yeah. by that it's a great opening scene and then the rest of the movie isn't very good yeah so that's what i'll say about it my my 41 is uncharted mm. and mainly because i did like a lot some of the back and forth between tom and mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. i love mark Wahlberg. he's do you yeah he's he's a funny guy i didn't know this about you I mean, yeah. You don't like Mark Wahlberg? I think I need to step back a couple feet. <laughs> you don't like Mark Wahlberg? I don't Wahlberg? trust people who, who say they You're like looking, Mark Wahlberg. L- listen, for the podcast, how many times have you seen Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2? Okay, we're not... <laughs> You're getting you're getting distracted from what we're talking. We're talking about Uncharted, all right? <laughs> no, I, I think I think the stuff that Mark Wahlberg and was like... Their banter was funny. I thought that the super over-the-top action sequence at the end with the ship was cool. Um, so I respect it. Those things stuck out to me, so I put it at 41. Cool. Not good, but, you know, it was all right. All right, number 40, this pains me. 
This really pains me to put it this low, but I've got the gray man. Oh. And if you don't know, this pains me because Ryan Gosling is my favorite actor. Yeah. I love all of his movies pretty much, except for Only God Forgives and Gangster Squad. Ryan and Chris. Evans. And Chris. I mean, I like Chris, but he's not he's not one of my guys. You know, Ryan is my guy. Yeah. So seeing him this low is very disappointing. I don't like the trajectory that Ryan's on right now. because um, he's making movies like The Gray Man and he's he's in David Leach's new movie called The Fall Guy, which David Leach just made Bullet Train, so that there's no way it's as bad as the great man. Oh, no, I'm, I'm no, pretty excited for that. Not, yeah. And he's also going to be in Barbie. So that's a banger. But that's he's gonna, also going to be in the gray man too. Banger. He's in what? He's going to be in the gray man too. Yeah. See, that's, <laughs> see, that's where I got really that's the disappointed. Trajectory you're I was talking like, okay, about. one, one and done act generic action movie. He got a bag, you know, good for him. Let's move on. Let's go back to doing good things. And then they announced the Gray Man Two, and I was like, "All right, what's going on here?" I thought this was. Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, so it pains me, but it's yeah. the movies. It's bland. It's generic. The Russo brothers made it, and they haven't made a good movie since Endgame. And um, I'd never watch it again. Ryan's great. Chris is great. That goes without saying. They're great yeah. actors. They did their best, but the script is bad, and. I think the only part of the movie I really enjoyed was the beginning with the fireworks. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah. But that was it. My um my 40 is Doctor Strange 2. Mm. And yeah. the only reason why it's this high is I did a lot of reflecting on it because there was a couple things that I was like, you know, where do I put it? <laughs> Sam Raimi is what saves that movie like he, he said. Does. And he there's does. a lot of stuff like with Scarlet Witch that I liked that they did, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I thought that was cool. Yeah. That's basically it. That's all that's cool. Yeah. Into the coolness. You didn't like the piano fight? I had to take an emergency shit during the <laughs> you piano fight. You got spared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had to I take a shit during the, theater during the piano fight. Blowing my people defend out. the piano fight. I've heard people say it's great. I've heard people say that the earth is flat. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. it. I've heard people it. say Guy Ritchie makes good movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've heard a lot of things. Yeah. But um, yeah, but Doctor Strange too. I mean, it's, it's been talked about. Yeah. Uh, thirty nine. What's your thirty nine? Thirty nine for me is Black Adam. That's nuts. That's my thirty nine. Really? Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah. Um, this movie's hilarious. Like when I think <laughs> about the process of it coming out yeah. and The Rock talking about how the hierarchy in the <laughs> DC universe is going to change, gonna change forever. Then he's one and done. Yeah. He didn't get another movie. He thought he was going to be DC's Kevin yeah. Feige. Yeah, the movie makes no money. It's one of the biggest flops for like a theatrical DC film. And then he gets outed right after the movie comes out. He says he strong arms them into saying, bring Henry Cavill in for the post credit scene. It doesn't work. No one sees the movie. It makes like 250000 I think, or 300000 Something oh crazy low. It didn't make yeah. money. And then he lied about it and said it made money, which I think he then got... Uh, he got charges for fraud or something because oh my god or he got accused of it or something because he lied and said that it made money and it didn't um but it's just really boring and forgettable um i mean we're saying kind of all the same things about these movies at the bottom but that's what they are they're big disappointments i'm a dc fanboy so i was really excited and they just they made him into like an mcu character like where he makes fish out of water jokes and 
he wins at the end, and the bad guy is extremely forgettable. Do you remember who the bad guy is in Black Adam? Devil Man. I, yeah, I remember Whoever him. Whatever his him name was, turning into a demon. And, yeah. And I remember thinking, like at the time, like, whoa. Oh. They actually put like a pentagram on. Can't forget to mention this: Doctor Fate and Hawkman were fucking oh, sick. Awesome. They were yeah. sick. They are the clear standouts of the movie. Um, I didn't like Adam Smasher at all. They uh, his his character's cool. Like seeing maybe it was him, the casting. seeing him in the fight see, in the fight is cool. Mm-hmm. But they tried to lean on him for like comedic relief, and yeah. it just didn't work. And I can't say Cyclone was bad because she just got like three minutes of screen time. Yeah, she they, just wasn't really. They were movie. like Hawkman and Doctor Fate. We yeah. need two more randoms to throw yeah. in here. But the fucking kid, there's. I've made a promise to myself that I'm not going to shit on kid actors. So I'm not going to on the books. But all I'm going to say is like, there's a kid in this movie. All right, what's your number 39? <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my 39 was, was Black Adam, too. So we're, we're ready for Oh, 38. 38. Yeah. 38. My 38 is Don't Worry Darling. Ooh, there we go. There's Pretty something. low, I feel. But um, it could have been a lot better than it was. Uh, a lot of people shit on Harry Styles, and it he did fine. I mean, he was he shouldn't win an Oscar for it, but he wasn't bad. Um, Florence Pugh's great no, as always. She's she's an animal. I kind of liked the directing by Olivia Wilde too. It was mainly just the story was kind of a disappointment towards the end. It it felt like a poor man's Get Out sort yeah. of. I thought it was gonna be. Based on what everyone was saying, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than what it yeah, was. Yeah, I expected it to be a lot worse. I think I gave it a two and a half. Let me see. Yeah, gave it a two and a half. A five, average, yeah, you know, you know, five out of ten. Average it's average. Flick. It's fine. Um, so I guess this is the transition from bad movies to average movies, if that's worth saying. Uh, for for your list. Yeah, for my list. I think list. I have one more, one oh, more stinker one more to get through. Well, yeah, I'd say one more stinky. Okay. Mine, mine stays bad for a bit, but my 38 is Ambulance. Mm. Um, ambulance again. Ambulance also has like a cult following. That's People weird. that really like it. That's weird. That's crazy. Uh, ambulance, honestly, now that I'm looking at it, probably should have put it lower mm. because I don't remember anything about it. I just remember, I remember the concept being like, okay, but... Like that's it. It's just like an action movie yeah, plot. It's just a, I mean, it's a not very. It's just a bland action movie. I mean, it's not very believable. That, you know, ambulances don't go very fast. <laughs> believe it yeah. or not, if if there's cops chasing you, they can surround you pretty quick. Yeah, they'll. they'll ambulances have catch like up. a built-in speed limit. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like they can't go very fast. If you're if you've got a cop in like a a Mustang. Like, they're going to catch you pretty... There's just a lot of stupid shit. It's a Michael Bay movie, so that goes without saying. There's just a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. The cast is really good. That's the standout. Jake, um, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. I think that's his name. And the girl from Baby Driver. I don't remember her name. But she's real. she plays the nurse, and she's yeah. really good. And the drone shots were great, too. Uh, that's not the word I'd use. The drone shots. <laughs> no, but Michael just Bay obnoxious. found out what drones were. Yeah, he were, figured out what like, drones were like two days gonna, before they started filming. So He's hard. like, guys, just listen to me. Just trust me. This is gonna be awesome. Trust me. I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm a director. I'm changing right. cinema. Right. I made now. Transformers. All right. <laughs> um, my next movie's Ambulance. So, yeah, 
So same uh, same deal. Stinky. It pains me seeing Jake this low, but you know, yeah, he made the movie. Yeah, you know, he he, he knew what he was know? doing. Yeah. Um, uh, my so you, that was your thirty-seven. That was my was thirty-seven. Ambulance. My yeah. thirty-seven is Halloween Ends, mm. which I actually ranked a decent amount high because I feel like they took a risk with the strange plot that they tried to shove into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended, it seemed like it ended, you know, like an actual end to the story. I know yeah. they'll make more, but it did seem pretty conclusive. It seemed pretty conclusive to me. Yeah. So, um, I, I put it up a little bit higher. It was a risk that I respected. I just thought it was a bad time. Oh, it wasn't a good, it didn't pan out, but yeah. they at least tried to do something yeah. weird. Like, imagine in The Dark Knight Rises, Batman's not in it, and it's about fucking Gordon. Yeah. It'd yeah. be like, yeah, I mean, I'm down for a Gordon yeah. movie, but not right now. It was weird, Fucking but... Bane's out there. We yeah. gotta stop yeah. Bane. What? It was weird, but like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's just yeah. not the time. Yeah, I like uh, I like silly, wacky things, and so I threw it I threw it up higher than the rest. Cause Speaking it's... of silly, wacky things, my number's 36. DC's League of Super Pets. Ooh. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you liked it more than me. You might have it a, a decent bit higher. Mine, mine's mine's a good amount higher. Okay. Did you do your 37? Yeah, it was Ambulance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. My 36 is Super Pets. I think this is the break for me where it goes from bad movies to like good. Yeah. Everything from here on up, I'd say, or at least average to good. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't really have any problems with it. I don't think it does anything bad. I enjoyed watching it. I just wouldn't really go back to it. Yeah. So that's you know, it's definitely fun like kids movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was all not right. enough Batman. Um, Keanu Reeves is Batman needed more of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm at the same point on my list where we go from like we get to like average to mm-hmm. good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, my 36 is the Gray Man. Mm. Which I I guess I liked. You don't consider it bad? I don't think so. Mm. I thought it was a I thought it was a fun action. Movie. Do you know the budget to the Gray Man? I don't, but Billy Bob Thornton's in it, so I would imagine it's really. High. I actually factor in budget to like, if I watch a movie, the budget can make me like it less. If I find out that it had a huge budget, and it was still bad, it makes me rate it lower because it shouldn't have been bad with a budget like that. Oh, gotcha. If I watch a movie that's bad and I'm like, it had a $10 million budget, like, uh, I won't be too hard on it. Yeah. But if it had a $200 million budget, which I think that's what the gray man had, was like over $200 million, you have no excuses. Yeah. So, fuck you. Yeah, I'm going to rate it even <laughs> lower if the budget's high. Yeah, no, I, I, I would say, it, like, I didn't want to, like, again, I didn't want to kill myself watching the gray man. I thought there was some sequences that were really funny. Um, I really liked Chris Evans in it. He was you know, fun. He was. It, it was just. It was just a fun, goofy action movie. You know, it definitely teeters. It's a but, dad movie. Yeah, you can show that to your dad. <laughs> yeah, and, he'd and he's like, gonna. Huh. He's gonna grab his peanuts. He's gonna sit back in the recliner. <laughs> yeah. and he's gonna have a good time. Yeah. Um. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it bad. I would call that an average movie. Okay, that's fair. It might teeter on the edge, but in my book, average. Because I I did laugh quite a bit throughout it. And it did have some cool sequences. Yeah. 35. Uh, 35 for me is Smile. Ooh, that's high. I enjoyed it, I think, a good bit more than you. Because it's silly. It's, you know, it's stupid. I get it. It's a dumb, dumb movie. But 
I just thought it was fun to watch, and the jump scares were actually really well crafted at times, and kind of felt earned and nice, and like jump scares that you'd have in a higher quality horror film. So, it's like that same tier of Truth or Dare and like the Bye Bye Man type story, but it was done a lot better than those, and it was a lot more fun to watch. And the character, the Kevin Bacon's daughter, I don't, I don't know what her name is, but I don't, I don't uh, she was, she was like f- good, not the character, the actress. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was good. So, I had a fun time. Yeah. I had a lot I, more fun than watching Thor: Love and Thunder. I think the trailers to Smile uh, did it so a disservice. Yeah, but the marketing was so good for a smile. I know the marketing was good. All the little little stunts they did yeah, was good. Yeah, at the baseball game. Like, yeah. At yeah. The initial trailer, I thought it was going to be a lot goofier. Yeah. And I was expecting, like, a fun, fun bad movie. Yeah. And then it, like, took itself, I think, too serious. Yeah. Because they put, the they, was, there would be things. They were trying to do some shit at the end. Yeah, they were, they like, were trying to go whole hog at the end. Yeah. But I think if they didn't take themselves serious and made it goofier, it would have been ranked a lot higher on my list, That's, but I, I get that. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I wanted a I wanted a fun time, and they were they got serious on me. Mm. Um, my thirty five is don't worry, darling. Mm. Okay. I thought that was you know I mean everything you said is is what it is. Every for Lawrence Pugh did a great job. I thought it looked good. Um, had a cool trailer. It had it had a really cool trailer, and there was a lot of mystique. It just the the payoff for the mystery was bad. That's My favorite thing about the movie <laughs> oh, is that it it feels like a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's it for Don't Worry, Darling. Okay. I think you touched on everything else. All right. My 34, 34 uh, might surprise you. Got the whale. Ooh. Yeah. So this is a movie that once I left, I convinced myself that I liked it because <laughs> it was Brendan Fraser, and I was like, I love Brennan. Who doesn't love goofy old Brennan? <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's great in the movie. He's a, a, a contender for best actor, but I really feel like that's all it's got going for it. Yeah. I watched it and I was so excited for it that I, I just, I convinced myself that I liked it and I gave it a four. And then as time went on, I liked it less and less and less. Um, I initially put it on my list at like 10. I had really? it ranked number 10 on my list initially. And uh, that was way too high. It's pretty it's pretty boring. Yeah. And the payoff isn't really worth it. And you basically only get Brendan Fraser's performance. So yeah. I, I had a hard time putting it down here because it's like technically a good movie. But everything I have higher than it, I had way more fun watching. So that's uh, you're not too far off. Mine's pretty low. Okay. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. It's just like, I'm never going to watch it again. It didn't really have that like cathartic moment that I thought it would have. But other than that, the, the performances are really good. It's a really cool, well done movie, mm-hmm. but I just, I liked it, how it they a, made eating like vile. Like they yeah. made it feel like a horror movie when he was eating, yeah. which was really cool. The sound design and everything was really cool. Yeah. But other than that, like, I just like. I, di- I didn't really connect with that good. I think there was a lot of elements that, like, I couldn't, I guess I couldn't piece together, like, why this weird Mormon kept coming around and, and <laughs> yeah. some of the other stuff that was happening. It was kind of off-putting how disgusting they made him feel. Yeah. Like, the opening of the movie, I won't say what happens, but it's jarring. It's, and it's, it's, it's weird. It's very, they make him feel very vulnerable. And yeah. I just, 
I feel like it was almost like embarrassing to him, yeah. and I didn't really like that. Yeah. Um, my thirty-four is DC League of Super Pets. Okay. Solid. Yep. We we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything everything's cool. They they do play uh, uh, sing along with Sturgill Simpson. Mm-hmm. I love Sturgill Simpson, so that gave it Can't quite. I gave it a good bump. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's it. Uh, my thirty-three is bodies, bodies, bodies. Ooh, okay. Which the trailer kind of triggered a lot of people because they thought it was like this Gen Z, just it looked horrible kind of in the trailer. It I was like a movie one of those people like. that, yeah. man, this is going to be trash. Yeah, but then I saw Pete Davidson, and I'm a Pete fan. I think oh, yeah. He's, I think he's funny. And he's King hilarious. of Staten Island's great. So I saw him, and I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll check it out. And I had a good time. It was it's, really it's funny. It's self-aware. It knows that what they're saying is stupid when they're talking about getting triggered and talking about podcasts. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. It's all really funny. And then uh, the mystery, like who the killer is. I knew I knew I could predict it. Like I knew that's what it was, but it was still really funny when it got revealed. Yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed it. Like I'd consider getting that on Blu-ray if I found it for pretty cheap. I would too, I, and I enjoyed myself watching that. Yeah, so. it was it was a lot of fun. I, yeah. I I was I was laughing a lot through it. Yeah. Pete Davidson is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then I, once uh, the movie kept going, I was like, oh man, I hope these other characters can like match his funniness. Mm-hmm. And th- it was still funny. Yeah. It was still a good movie. Yeah. Um, my thirty three is Werewolf by Night. Mm. Um, it was good. It was good. I really want to see. What Michael Giacchino does Big in the cock future? Michael Giacchino. Oh God, he's yeah, he's a beast. <sighs> he's a um, perfect man. It's kind of like a short film, so yeah, a little hard to judge. But from what I saw, I really liked it. It was really stylized, really cool, um, and I, I'm oh. excited to see more from him. I uh, when you said short film, I completely forgot. I don't think I put the Guardians holiday special on my list. I didn't put that on there either. But uh, shout out to that because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I just didn't, it'll be an honorable mention. Yeah, I don't an, know where I would put yeah, it. Yeah, it's an there. honorable mention. I don't know why I have Werewolf by Night on my list and not Guardians. I think I just forgot to put it. But it, I'd have it like right next to that. Yeah. I thought that it was really funny. And I like the Kevin Bacon stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my next movie is Werewolf by Night. So I'll just add on to what you were saying. I thought it was great. Michael Giacchino, first time directing, also made the score for the Batman. If you didn't know, he's pretty pretty sick guy. Yeah, super talented. Um, very immersive. I liked the throwback style of it. It feels like a 1930s monster movie. Yeah. And yeah. the score was really cool. And it's it's you're in and out. It doesn't waste your time. Yeah. It's really cool. I really wish Marvel would do more stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's it goes away from the Marvel formula, and. I think that it's a good sign that yeah. Marvel's open to doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my 32 is The Whale. Mm. Um, everything you said. We, we talked about it for yeah. pretty, pretty long. You said um, 31. Or do you, do you still need 32? No, my 32 is Werewolf okay, by Night. so 31. My 31 is Wakanda Forever. Ooh, okay. Which is probably a lot lower than most people would have it. I liked what they did honoring Chadwick Boseman. Um and there's good things about it. It's not bad. Like when I when I say it's at 31, it makes it sound like I didn't like it. But there's just so many movies I loved this year that this is where it's at. 
it's I actually really did enjoy it. Yeah. I gave it a three and a half. It just That's came out on a out super. It's a super stacked. Like year. I thought it was good. Um, I think everything like this point up, I gave above a three. To be honest with yeah. you, yeah. I th- I just thought that with Wakanda Forever, it was a little bloated, and they were trying to do too many things, specifically towards the end, with yeah. the character, the new character they introduced. They didn't feel like they fit. Not I don't mind all. the character. I don't think the character's bad, but I think that they. They were juggling. It wasn't way too the right much. time. Yeah, they yeah. were juggling too much, and I thought uh, Namor was really cool, and his yeah. little civilization was really cool. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed it. Like I don't really have much bad to say about it. It's just there's so many more movies I loved. Yeah, yeah. Um, my thirty-one is is uh, gonna be a bit of a curveball, but oh. it's bones and all. Uh, <laughs> no way, dude. It's bones and all. Oh boy! And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and explain. Okay. I gave. I'm pretty sure I, I ranked Bones and All like a four stars. It's a really good movie. Um, great. Doesn't sound like it's a really good movie. <laughs> well, it, it came out on a stacked year. Listen, mm. it's it's great. Great performances by everyone. Great cinematography. Great directing. It's a really good movie. But I do not give a shit about the movie. It was not mm. made for me. It didn't interest me, uh, and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm at peace with that. You know, it's not it just wasn't made for a guy like me, and that's okay. That's fine. So again, really it's okay good to be wrong. <laughs> really good, <laughs> definitely worth watching. But I I don't care about it, and uh, I I don't want to own it. I don't want to watch it again. Oh, yeah. All right. Well. That's much higher on my list, so I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to skip over that and okay. talk about it when I get to it. Um, my 30. 30 is Elvis. Ooh. Um, that was a bit – I was a surprise. Yeah, I liked Elvis. Um, I think it's funny that it had it features the best performance of the year and the worst performance of the year <laughs> in the same film. That's pretty, Oh, that breaks my that's heart, dude. pretty neat. Tom Hanks um, is really making it hard to like him. Yeah. Just two lonely children. I, I mean, I can't watch that again. Um, I thought that that was the main problem was uh, the colonel. I thought that he had way too much screen time. I don't like how the story was told through his perspective. I thought Tom Hanks was really bad. But Austin Butler's great. The costumes and the set design and the music, everything else is great. It's yeah. Technically, it's a good-looking, fun, easy-to-watch movie until you get to the colonel parts. So it's super stylistic too. Like yeah, everything about it is like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I think I could watch it again, even with Tom Hanks's uh, performance. Yeah, I, I mean, I gave it a three and a half. Come I here, believe. my boy. Ready to fly? <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking yeah. garbage, dude. Absolute garbage. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my main problem is is the Colonel. I think it's too long. Yeah, it is too it. long, and my God, Tom Hanks was atrocious. Yeah, and and I love Tom Hanks. Yeah. But he just needs to, you know, wasn't wasn't his best. Hit, and he's relaxed. Just take yeah. take a be like, you know, I don't need this one. Yeah, I'm Tom Hanks. Yeah, uh, my thirty was bodies, bodies, bodies. Mm. Again, okay. super. Uh, I thought it, thought it was fun, funny movie. Yep. Love Pete Davidson. Good time at the movies. Classic. Yeah. Uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine is Violent Night. Ooh, there Which, we go. Like I said, twenty nine sounds like I didn't like it, but I really did. Yeah, I gave really, it a three and a half. Really I thought it fun. was really fun. 
Um, I love David Harbour, and I think he's great in the role. I thought it was really funny. I like Christmas movies, yeah. so that's already just brownie points right there. Yeah. Um, John Leguizamo is pretty funny. <laughs> he's uh, really funny, yeah. There's one specific line that's... <laughs> It's my my letterbox review for that movie is just that one line. Oh, so that's awesome! If you want to know what I'm talking about, go go look at that letterbox yeah. review. But it's just a really I want to buy it on Blu-ray. Oh I yeah, can I add it to my that. Christmas movie yeah. collection because yeah. I'm I'm probably gonna watch it every year. I I would absolutely watch. That I think every it's year. A, a lot of fun. Um, it's a bit higher on my list. I I'll say, I think I should name off my next three movies first because they're movies we've talked about already. My okay. 29 is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Okay. Um. Same kind of deal as you. Really good. Namor's world, his whole concept was cool. Um, they just feel like they, they kind of... Did too much. Yeah, the scale was a little too big. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the transition. I didn't like the finale fight. I didn't like ship. it either. Um, and I feel like with everything that they were trying to balance, they should have just made it a little bit more confined. Yeah. Especially with, you know, the passing of the torch with, you know... Chadwick Boseman unfortunately passing which mm-hmm. is super sad but um still still a really good movie still um for the most part good visual effects too yeah um, they a lot better than um what's it called the one we just saw Ant-Man oh god god yeah. there was a couple of bad moments it was mainly with the character they introduced yeah um, that she, yeah. she looked a little goofy but little the rest of it like Namor's world looked really good yeah so that was my 29 okay you said you were doing three. Well, you you still have to tell yours. I'm saying I'll do mine first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we should probably try to get through these a little quicker so we can spend a lot of time on the ones at the top. Okay. So uh, my 28 was The Incredible Weight of Massive Talent, which I think you might have a little higher than me. I've, a good I've got bit. it a good higher. Yeah, a good you, you enjoyed higher. it more than me, but I thought it was a blast. I loved how self-aware it was. I thought it was really funny. I love Pedro Pascal. I love Nick Cage. Sue me. Yeah. That's my review. All right. My 28 was Elvis, so we don't have okay. to talk about that. Um, what was your 28? My, I just told you my 28. Oh, okay. But my 27 was Prey. Okay. Um, very solid. Best Predator movie probably since the original. Mm-hmm. Very immersive, cool concept. Like the Predator design, the fights were pretty cool. The cinematography was great. I wish I could have seen it in theaters. Yeah, I was blown away. I thought it was going to be terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, it when it's really a bad. Hulu original, like you're not expecting yeah. it to be good. You assume it gonna that it's going to be bad because it's a Hulu original. Yeah, I really but liked Prey. It deserved a theatrical release, mm-hmm. so I'd be down for like a sequel that is different characters in a different time, but the same idea. Yeah, like yeah. a different civilization taking on a Predator. Yeah, that should just be their new like Knives Out. Like yeah, it's a different, yeah. you know, thing, but it's still a yeah. sequel. That's Someone what they fighting Predator with a damn musket. Yeah, yeah. Um, my twenty-seven was Violent Night. Again, just a fun time at the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty-six for me was Decision to Leave, which was just like I, I don't I don't even know how you heard about it, but we we threw it on. I think you fell asleep during it. I don't know if you finished it or not, but it wound up being being really good i thought about it for a while after i watched it the performances were good um and it just kind of the concept fell off a little bit it was this weird love story Mm -hmm. um and then the way it ended was like a little weird to me yeah decision to leave is pretty low on my list compared to everyone else's too 
but I think honestly I didn't give it a fair shot because I was really tired when I watched it. And I think that's really it. Like yeah. I have it low because I watched it once and I was tired and I wasn't really into it. I was in it at the beginning when it was kind of a detective movie. Yeah. And then it transitioned into a love story and I started dozing off. Yeah, it kind of so, does this weird. And that's the and reason a lot of people love it is because it transitioned into a love story. But I started to doze off and. You know, I understand why a lot of other people have it high. Top three to five cinematography of the year. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really cool the way it was shot. There was a lot of shots like under a phone screen, which was really cool. Like you see someone texting and the camera's under it and it's like overlapping. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, So I'm I'm not surprised it's higher on people's list, but that was just my personal experience with it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So what was your 26? My 26 was X. X, yeah. Also very low compared to other people's lists. But to me, it was just like a really neat uh, slasher done very artistically. Felt real nostalgic. Yeah. Felt like a big throwback. It was like a cool 70s slasher movie done in modern times with a great cast. Mm. But it wasn't anything more than that to me. Some people said it was the best horror of the year or the best horror of the past couple years. I just didn't really have that experience. Yeah. I've got a couple of horrors over X, um, unfortunately. And again, this could be me not being super big into horror, but I felt like there was a lot of um, like sex in it, which sounds weird because the premise of the movie involves sex a mm-hmm. lot. But I don't know. I just like it's a little too much. of That it wasn't my problem. And I really didn't have a problem with it. What did I give it a three and a half? I give it a lot of movies a three and a half, but... <laughs> I enjoyed it, and I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, and I'll go ahead and mention Pearl since it's my next movie, and they kind of go together. Okay, yeah. We can I feel the same about both of them. They're both good. I enjoyed watching both of them, but I'd probably not rewatch them. And Mia Goth is awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, for, that's for damn sure. She's awesome. And I liked the color grading and the set design for Pearl to kind of make it feel like The Wizard of Oz in a way. The colors are, are very specific. You'll know when you watch it, like the green is very green and reds are very red and it kind of sends you back to that early Hollywood days. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. But I'd probably not rewatch them or I don't feel the need to own them on Blu-ray really. Yeah. I'd, I actually have the same thing, but in the reverse order, I have Pearl and then X because mm. I, I did okay. wind up liking X a little bit more than Pearl, okay. um, but both solid movies. Um, my 23 was Nope. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was your... Mine's a little higher. Um, my 20... 24, right? 23. I didn't give my 24. Oh, it's because you're, you're, you have one ahead of me, I think. Okay. Uh, my 24 is The Black Phone. The Black Phone, okay. Yeah. Um, I liked it better than both X and Pearl. Me too. Um, that's one I could probably rewatch. I love Scott Derrickson. Uh, he made Sinister, which is one of my favorite horror movies. Ethan Hawke is awesome, as usual. A I mean, classic, yep. Um, I thought the story was really cool, really original. Some good kid performances yeah, for yeah, the first time. Yeah, really Actually, good. like, carrying the movie kid performances. Yeah. So, shout out to them. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was neat. Yeah. For me, Nope is 23 just because it, it feels super unique. Mm-hmm. You know, to like, I know it sounds weird because it's an alien movie, but... I don't know, something unique. about it, it just felt really fresh. Again, 
I didn't even I wasn't like in love with it the way that mm-hmm. some people are. It's some definitely people go one of crazy the crazy for yeah, no. It's one of the it's his. I think his second best movie out of the three that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't but, think that's a hot. T- well, some people have it over Get Out, which I just will never that's, understand. No, but that's definitely not the case. It's definitely. I feel like the general consensus is it's better than. Yeah, uh, I us. I just see myself rewatching that more and kind of analyzing more than yeah. the rest. But it's, it's I do really want to rewatch good, it's really it and see movie. if anything changes yeah. for me. It's still really good and it does suspense really well. I'll save my thoughts uh, for when it comes up on my list, yeah. but. Um, and then just quick, my twenty-two was Prey. Okay. You know, we already talked about it. Solid, random, just good movie that yeah. Hulu threw out for some yeah. reason. Uh, my twenty-three was Watcher. Oh yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed Watcher. Um, Micah Monroe is the lead. She's very good. She's from It Follows, mm-hmm. and it kind of seems like it would just be one of those throwaway Netflix movies that's kind of ripping off Rear Window, but it was really cool and towards the end like you don't know everyone thinks they can predict it and you don't know like what which way they're gonna go until the end yeah and it kind of keeps you guessing it was really really enjoyable yeah. i liked it what was your 22 22's glass onion oh unfortunately yeah yeah um and like i said this is just a really stacked year yeah. i really enjoyed glass onion i gave it a four I believe. I thought it was going to be better than what it wound yeah. up being. It's still really good, I gave though. It a four because when it came out, people were there were reports saying it's better than Knives Out, which is just nonsense. Yeah, it's just it's, again, it's still, just dumb. <laughs> as, uh, still really good, but Knives Out is just it's a masterpiece. Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, five out of five for me. Yeah. This is a four out of five. Really solid sequel, and I watch Benoit Blanc, Blanc do anything, dude. I'd, I'd watch him, him paint do walls. yeah. He's, Any, like, whatever. he's becoming one of my favorite like working characters that <laughs> still have movies coming out about them. He's yeah. so good. And I, I love Ryan Johnson. So Yeah, I, I loved it too. I'm down for whatever he does um, next. My 21 was Watcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing that you said. Uh, yeah. Just a really cool twist and kind of playing with the, you know, what's going on kind of deal. And I, I liked it. I liked the ambiguity of it. Yeah. Um, uh, so my yeah. 21 was Decision to Leave which we don't really need to talk about again. I was tired. It didn't get a fair <laughs> shot. What do you want me to do? I'm just a man. I'm, a, I'm just a boy. All right. Moving right along. My my 20 was Black Phone. I really okay. liked Black Phone. Again, Ethan Hawke's a beast. Just um, a menace. Yeah, a everything menace uh, everything you said, uh, ditto. You okay. know, I loved it. Uh, my 20's Nope. A lot lower than a lot of lists, like I said. Um, my problem with Nope was that I love Jordan Peele. And Jordan Peele's a very creative guy. And every time you go to a movie, you expect a very big brain twist. And this movie didn't really have that. It's kind of a movie that leads you on to think there's going to be some big plot and some big twist. And then the reveal is that there's not. And that disappointed me. It felt like it was a movie that I enjoyed watching. The performances are great. The way they shot it during the day and then edited it to make it look like it was nighttime was genius. It looks so good. Um, I love Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. I just think the cast is great. But I left disappointed because I was expecting a Jordan Peele twist towards the end, and I never got it. And it kind of just felt like a movie anyone could have made. That's that's my problem was I feel like Jordan Peele spent two years making a movie that – 
a different director could have made. And I expect a lot from him, and I'm a big fan of him, and I wanted something really, really crazy. And yeah. I feel like he didn't – I feel like he didn't really do that. So that's why it disappointed me. Yeah, I, I still feel like he, he delivered. It just wasn't the really nuts twist that, you know, yeah. Get Out was. And his – I get his concept of the movie was about um, spectacle and how we're all attracted to spectacle. Yeah. And I just don't feel like that idea is very, like – it's kind of a pretentious word, but it's not very profound or anything. It's not mm-hmm. something that really makes you think. Like, everyone knows when there's a car on the side of the road and someone just got in an accident, it's a bad thing that happened, but we all look. Yeah. Like, we all know that. That's it's an interesting thing. Whether it's good or bad, like, we're going to look at it. And yeah. I just don't think that he really says anything about it. Yeah. He's mentioning it like, hey, we're all addicted to spectacle, even if it's dangerous. It's like, yeah, we know. But what is it's the same thing with men. Men didn't offer a new perspective. Like men could have been this really cool movie that shows men things that they would have never thought about before from a woman's perspective, but it doesn't. It tells you nothing new. It's just like men are bad and that's it. Yeah. And I feel like this movie was kind of like we're all attracted to spectacle, but it doesn't really have anything to say. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of dots that I left no not being able to connect and that's mm-hmm. why I, I i really liked it because i, I want to watch it more and i do want to rewatch together. it that's what i'll say um, um I, I could like it more on a rewatch yeah my 19 was glass onion okay again just a, a really solid movie another um another installment to the knives out universe that and i want more mm-hmm. you know, more, more dave ben, Batista, more benoit more um benoit blanc sign me up yeah um my 19 was puss in boots the last wish Ooh, yeah um, people go nuts about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Um, I didn't really have that experience. I think when I watched it, I wasn't really in the mood to watch it. So maybe that kind of factored into it. I think it's really good. I mean, it's a it's made for kids. It's way better than it's it should It's a lot be. more mature than it should have been. It had serious tones. But to me, it was just like another good children's movie it wasn't anything crazy i liked the anime inspiration and the fights were really cool and death was a cool villain and i liked how puss in boots had like this anxiety thing and he had these Mm. attacks and panic attacks and he was on his last life and like i liked it all but i didn't think it was anything new or different yeah and you know i have it at 18 in a stacked year i have it over a jordan peele movie i liked it yeah. I just didn't go crazy about it. There's people that say it's better. It's like the best movie in the Shrek universe. I'm like, dude, have fuck you seen you. Shrek have you seen two? Shrek two? <laughs> like yeah. Shrek two is a masterpiece. So, yeah, um, I I really like Puss in Boots too. I've got it ranked just a little bit above you. Um, okay. My 18 is unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm, um, ten spots higher. Ten spots, dude. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I own it. I will watch it. I'll I'll never there'll never be a point in my life where I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch Unbearable Weight of Mass Town. Yeah. Even it's, if I've seen fun. it three times. It's it, very I, fun. I love it. Um but yeah, it's just just a really fun, great Nick Cage movie. Yeah. I'd want to own it on Blu ray too. Yeah. Pop it in every once in a while. Um I love the the scene where they're talking about movies and they talk about Paddington too. And then he's like, so what's your favorite movie? And he's like, I mean, how can you ask me that? Like, a hundred <laughs> yeah. years of rich cinema. Like, how can you ask me <laughs> yeah, to pick yeah. one? And he's like, pig is, or not pig. Um, 
Paddington 2. Paddington 2 is an amazing movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like tearing up at the end. Yeah. Um, Had my Nick Cage on the mind. 18 is Bullet Train. Oh, yeah. Okay. This movie is so much fun. It is. I love it the is. cast. Lemon and Tangerine. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's just so much fun. Yeah. And um, I like the way it's shot. The colors are really cool. There's a lot of neons and I don't know. It's, I love movies on like um, on trains or on planes or something that's very confined yeah. and kind of in the same place for the whole movie. And it's a movie that's my unbearable weight of massive talent. I can throw that on any time and just 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 have, have a blast. Fun. Yeah, yeah, just have a blast. I told my dad to watch it and he hated it. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what went wrong there. Your dad's a kind of kind like of a it. goofball. It like seems a like a dad guy. movie too. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. Yeah, my only problem with it was the flashbacks, and then mm. they did a joke on how many flashbacks there were. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you, yeah, you brought they know me back. You brought silly. me back. Yeah. yeah. You, exactly. you nailed it. Um, yeah, that's actually now that you brought that up, that's my one like thing I don't think the movie does well is I think it over-explains things and it does too many flashbacks and it kind of kills the pacing. But if then I they have play to give into a negative, it. I know they admit it, but it's like it's still it's there. like when She Hulk admitted they were bad in the finale of the show, like. Just because you admit that you've been a bad show doesn't make you a good show. Like, yeah. you're, thank you for admitting it, but I mean, it's still bad. Yeah, I want everyone to know, though, uh, you're the only person that has seen sh- the Seahawk right. series. Right. I, I didn't watch that because right. I'm a, a person That's with what it is. a brain. All right, moving think you're on better to. Because I watch She Hulk? I'm not. That's what I'm gathering. I'm not saying it makes me worse, is what I'll say. Mm. It definitely doesn't make me worse. And mm. I wouldn't say we're on a level playing field. All right, right. 17, I have Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Again, really awesome action sequences, cool development of Puss as a character, Um, unique stuff that went Mm -hmm. on there. Okay, my um, 17, I think I oofed here a little bit. I think Bullet Train should be ahead of this, but it's Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, I love Guillermo, so I think that was my Guillermo bias that put it ahead of Bullet Train. But the stop motion is beautiful. Yeah. But the problem is, I'm not a fan of the Pinocchio story. So that's what holds it back. It's not his fault. It's not Guillermo's fault. He did nothing wrong. He's a perfect human. Um, it's just me personally. I don't really have a, an attachment to the Pinocchio story. Mm-hmm. If that was a different story, like if, if he had done an adaptation of like The Iron Giant and it looked like that, it'd be my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's. Pinocchio and yeah. I don't really or care. Or Cars, because you yeah, love Cars. Course, yeah, yeah, of course. Cinema. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, I, I think I, I kind of copied here. My my 16 is Bullet Train. Mm. Um, again, fun movie. And then my 15 is Pinocchio. Okay. For the same purposes. Pinocchio looks great. I actually do like Pinocchio, the, the story to Pinocchio, okay. and everything it teaches, and, and Guillermo's an absolute uh, angel. So, yeah. yeah. Just a stud. Uh, my 16 is the menu. Mm. Um, I really like these. Oh, I forgot to, I forgot to announce when the break happened to movies that I really love, and I think, I think it's Bullet Train. I think Bullet Train is the point where I go from movies I liked to movies I love. So I really love the menu. So that's six. That's 18 movies this year that I loved. Yeah. That never happens. Normally, when you make a top 10 list, 
you have to pick a couple that you didn't even like that much. Yeah, to shove you just into have the to 10. Have 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I had 18 that I loved this year. Yeah. Um, the menu, great cast. I like the the script is very sharp, and it has a lot of commentary. And it's not really anything that you haven't seen before if you haven't seen, like, a satire. But it's just really funny, and it's super entertaining. And I love the ending. One of the I, better endings of the yeah, year. I love the me. menu. Yeah. It's a, it's a good bit of ways higher than, okay. than what you put. Yeah. I thought that, you know, everything that it had to say was, was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie's going to have a cult following. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm, in 10 years, there's going to be a menu like just people running around wearing the menu shirts dude i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be one of those yeah. guys I'll, like american I'll, psycho i'll sacrifice now. a goat in order to keep there's the like menu this around. group of people on the internet that just obsess over american psycho like me yeah, yeah. there's gonna be people like that for the menu yeah. i feel like that it's gonna be a cult following oh dude movie. i loved it i thought it was fantastic yeah um my 15 is the northman okay robbie egg no. my boy <laughs> 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 I love oh, I love me some Robert. Yeah. Um, it's my second favorite of his. I like it more than The Witch, but not as much as The Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is beautiful. The score is beautiful. The performances are all great. Alexander Skarsgård is Jack to the gills. Oh, I mean, that's just a specimen a monster, of a man yeah. right there. Um, and I thought it was maybe a little too long, mm-hmm. a little too stretched out, but the finale fight in front of a volcano yeah. i mean that's as manly as it gets you have two men wearing nothing naked na- naked two naked men oh, with yeah. long hair in front of a volcano how's it not fighting, your number one fighting to the death yeah that's i mean that's just testosterone like on, yeah. on the screen right yeah. there watch that anytime you're about to go to the gym and you'll yeah. bench 500 <laughs> um i loved it yeah so um yeah, I I really like Northman too. That's my fourteen. Okay. Um, I love Robert Eggers. He's my favorite like up and coming director. Uh, the Northman was awesome. It kind of played out like a Shakespearean play. Yeah. Um, and it was just an absolute blast to watch. Visual orgasms, just everything. For sure. Everything was, was, was really good. Yeah. I had to change pants when I got home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your fourteen? My fourteen is the Fablemans. Mm. We're starting to get close now. We're starting yeah. to really get close. Um, I really enjoyed The Fablemans. I thought it was Spielberg. Obviously, it's his most personal movie. Yeah. And it's not a biopic. It's not like word for word how his life was, but it's very inspired mm-hmm. by his um family. And I just really enjoyed it. It's a little long, but I didn't feel the length. I enjoyed every minute of it. Paul Dano's great. Michelle Williams is great. Um, Seth Rogen's great. I just had a really fun time watching it. And it's it's cool seeing, like, where his passion for film started. Yeah. And it's and a, he was just, I feel just like, talented at a young age, too. Yeah. I'm glad he made it. Because yeah. he's getting old. Yeah. And I feel like every director should have a movie, at least one movie in their filmography, that kind of encapsulates them mm-hmm. as a person. And I feel like this is definitely his, and I'm I'm really glad he made it because yeah. a lot of directors don't get personal; they don't really tell stories about their life, and I think that there's a lot to benefit from doing it. So yeah. I'm glad he did. I am too. I love the Fablemans. That's my 13. Okay. Um, Steven Spielberg again, one of the 
the greatest directors to ever mm-hmm. live. Oh, also the kid, um, the main kid was great. Oh yeah, he's the, getting no all respect. All the performances were season, fantastic. But I think his name's Gabriel LaBelle. I could be wrong, but he's really good. Yeah, all the performances and were. The movie really hinges good. on him. Yeah. And he did great, and it's disappointing that he hasn't gotten any. I wish there was like a newcomer award at the Oscars, like yeah. best new actor. Yeah. Because he should win it for sure. He was phenomenal. Yeah. So what was what was your thirteen? Because I I agree with just about everything you okay. said about the Fablemans. You know, it okay. being personal, the performances being great, visually stunning. You know, I, I loved it. Okay. I loved it. My thirteen was The Way of Water. Okay. A movie I really loved when I first walked out of the theater because my brain's never seen visuals like that. Oh, it was and then so good. as more time went by, I was remembering how long it was and some of the problems I have with it. And you definitely feel the length with way of water. Yeah. And unfortunately. I don't know. I mean, it's good. I have it 13. I have it higher than a lot of movies I love, basically for the visuals. And I do like the story more than the first. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's better than the first. I have it at 13. It is. I think Avatar 2 is better than the first one, but the story is pretty similar to the first one. Sort of, yeah. So, but I like the family of, dynamic. Yeah, it is crazy. To, I think it's they make uh, Jake I, more likable. Yeah, I think the, the characterization being changed, um, and the universe kind of already being established mm-hmm. helped a lot with making the movie better. Yeah, and I um, wish they would have given the first one had a lot of explaining to do. Right, and, and now all that's done. Yeah, all that's done, and now you can just kind of jump straight into it. There is yeah. still a good amount of fluff in two, but mm-hmm. I do like two. More than the yeah. first one. If I had to watch one, I'm watching two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wish they would have given more for Zoe Saldana to do in the movie. Yeah. She kind of felt like she was on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's great as an actress, and her character is really great. So I wish we would have gotten more of her. But um, my 12 is RRR. Oh, my God. And Hang it on. pains <laughs> me to not have it at one because I just love the movie. It's so good. Um, a lot of people haven't seen it because it's an Indian film, but it's on Netflix. It's so much fun. It's three hours long. It's like this, this epic of like this story that spans over this amount of time and you get action, you get comedy, you get dancing. It's so you good. Get flamenco. Flamenco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Not to, not to. You want to talk about. One of the best times I've had in a, in a while what, watching One of the movies. best experiences yeah. of the year, for sure. RRR is stupendous. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, it was like going back in time and watching like a buddy cop movie, but like on steroids. It is pure fun. Yeah. If someone watches that, gives it a fair shot, watches it all the way through, tells me they didn't have fun, they're Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. They're you're, not a real person. You're a lunatic, dude. Yeah, you're a lunatic. It was so much yeah, fun. I fucking love RRR. Yeah. And uh, I think they're going to be performing Natu Natu in are, the Oscars. At the Oscars. I think you so sent me that. It's going to be the yeah. first time I'm watching the Oscars because oh, Natu yeah. Natu is performing. I'm going to tune in. Yeah. Natu Natu is going to happen. And I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number 12 was Avatar The Way of Water. Okay. Um, same deal. Great visuals. Um, just a little too long, a little too much fluff. Um, but other than that, really good. Yep. Um, my 11 is bones and all. So that was <laughs> quite the gap. Yeah, dude. I loved bones and all. I love Timmy. Um, 
I thought the cinematography and the the location they were at was really immersive. They were in this Midwestern town. It's kind of like a road trip movie. And I'm a sucker for coming of age films. And that's kind of what this, that it's not kind of what it is. That's what it is. It's a coming of age movie. I guess and you could say that. It's definitely a coming of age movie. That's the definition. I mean, I never ate anybody when I hit puberty. Okay, so you're just being unfair. You're I'm, being just, I'm just telling you, dude. You're being uncouth I'm right letting now. you know what's happening. Um, I thought that it was, it perfectly balanced the love story with the gross horror aspects of eating people. Oh. Yeah. I didn't think that, I think that's a very hard line to tread between having a cute love story that you care about and then, um, you know, cannibalism. <clears throat> I think it's a hard, I think that's a hard thing to balance. Yeah. And I really think he did. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. I want to own it on Blu-ray. Um, I the, actually the disagree with the balance. Really? I thought they leaned, uh, like, I think they started off hardcore into the horror when she's like, you know, at the very beginning before she meets Timmy, but I think everything after Timmy is just kind of romance. The opening scene is awesome. Yeah. It catches I, you so often. Once she meets Timothy Chalamet's character, there's a big shift in the movie. There is. Um, um, and that that's when I think from then on, it's it's basically romance. Hmm. Yeah, well, I like how they portrayed it as kind of where the characters, this might be kind of a spoiler, but they portray it where the characters don't really do it because they want to. They do it because they have to. Yeah. And the world building of it and how there's eaters and how there's not. And you kind of have to do this if you are an eater. And it makes them more sympathetic because they don't want to do that. You know, they're not just crazy people that are eating people. They're, they're just kids that have this thing that's wrong with them that they need to feed into. Literally. Yeah. So. <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Puns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I want to own it on Blu-ray whenever it comes out. And the score is really, it has like an acoustic score. Yeah, I just thought that was score. sick. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Um, my, That's what good taste that, sounds like. <laughs> was that your 12 or 11? That was my 11. Okay, my 11 was all quiet on the Western Front. Mm. Um, we just saw that today. Just today, and a couple it, hours ago. Yeah, it could be because it's fresh in my mind, but um, I am a sucker for war movies. I thought you'd have it higher. Uh, dude, I like it. It's a stacked year, like I said. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of other stuff that I think edged it out, but all quiet was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I And it, it takes a lot for me to feel bad for a Nazi, but mm-hmm. they did it. You know, I was, I was pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty upset with what was going on. Yeah. Um, but it, it's an anti-war movie. You see these atrocities, these horrible things happening and, you know, it's really true to what went on. You know, these, these kids didn't even know they were losing the war at mm-hmm. the time. You know, they just fed whatever, whatever the dictatorship wanted to tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the action sequences were really, really good. Yeah. Like the characters, like the dialogue, I liked everything about it. The yeah. score was stupendous. Um, it's at nine for me, so I'll just go ahead and talk about it since it's like two spots up, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's definitely an argument to be made that technically it's the best movie of the year. Yeah. The cinematography and the sound design was 
okay, cinematography, that's what I'd give the Oscar to. I'd yeah, give it best cinematography. And that's in a stacked year. You have a lot of movies higher up on the list that deserve cinematography too. It was gorgeous. It's and got, it's not just like you get those very nice looking like sunrise and sunset shots, you know, the classic good cinematography shots. Yeah. But it's also the war scenes and the way the camera moves throughout everything. It's I can't imagine having to direct something like that. I think with all those moving pieces with these bombs and yeah. everything. It is it sounds like such a headache. And it was so well made. Yeah. It's a technical masterpiece. Yeah. My problem was I just didn't really get too invested in the characters. Oh. You get yeah. one you get one main character that towards the end something happens and I felt something then and I was like, damn, that's sad. Yeah. But it's my problem with most war movies other than Saving Private Ryan. I just don't really get too attached to them. And maybe I'm just dead inside. But yeah. I, I think you might be because I, I liked all the characters they introduced. His little gang them. that they ran around with. Like I never teared up. Like I should, point, If I, I cared about those it. characters, I, I should have teared up oh, at things I, that were happening. And you I didn't never tear did. up at all? No. Oh, I did. No, I did. And we saw this in theaters. It yeah. was a great theater experience. Yeah, the sound I had was my, thumping. My seats yeah. was shaking. My wife was right beside off. me. I had to like, I was like, don't, don't be a puss, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just calm down. No, I, I didn't cry. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the characters. And I, I think it has 2049 syndrome where you could kind of stop it anywhere. And it would just be you could make it a poster, yeah. like visually yeah. amazing. It's the best cinematography of the year. So if someone had it at number one on their list, I w it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Like, technically, it probably is yeah. the best movie of the year. But for me, my personal experience with it, it's at nine. Yeah. Um. So we're on ten, right? Because we jumped Did ahead you do for nine. Eleven. Yeah, eleven was Bones and all. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're my on number 10. ten is on the count of three. This, My number 10's count of three. See, this is a movie that I watched alone, and then I told Carl, and I was like, dude, this movie's fucking crazy. Yeah. You gotta watch this. You're gonna love it. And it looks like he did, because we yeah. both have it at number 10. Yeah, both, both in our top 10. Yeah, it's um, Jared Carmichael's directorial debut. He's a comedian and an actor, and it's very, very impressive. I loved the story. I thought that it was dark when it needed to be, and it was funny when it needed to be. Yeah. And back to Bones and all, there's a way to balance that, and I feel like they definitely did. And it's a movie I could rewatch. There's times where it's sad. There's times where it's really funny. It's short. It's in and out. It's like an hour and a half. It's just a very, very pleasant. It's it sounds crazy saying that, but it's just a very pleasant watch. Yeah. Even I, though it's uncomfortable and it can be sad at times. <clears throat> It's something I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, watching. I think that, yeah, it, it it's really it can be really funny, mm -hmm. and I think that's what saves it because the story itself is really sad and heartbreaking, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like performances all, were so yeah, good. That's kind of like why it edged out all quiet for me is because all quiet is characters. Well, the characters are, are funnier; they're better developed in Count of Three, but I also like. I'm not going to start crying and count of three. Right. And all quiet, like gets me really close watching the main character go through, you know, this hell. But mm. see, uh, yeah, I got really connected to the characters on the count of three, but not all quiet. 
You need to watch All Quiet again, dude. No, something, I don't. I just watched there's it. a disconnect somewhere in your fucking brain. I just watched it. But yeah, Count of Three is really good. Um, number nine for me was The Menu. Mm. I fucking love The Menu. Five uh, spots higher. Yeah. We, we, we talked about You talked about it, you know. The satire is good. I love the ending. I love the story. I love the characters. I loved kind of what the movie has to tell. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's really cheeseburger. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's really good. I really liked it. Yeah, the menu's great. I thought it was gonna be kind of artsy, but pretentious. Yeah, but no, but dude, they nailed it. For it me. like fake. It's like fake pretentious, and then once yeah. you watch it, you realize it's it's making fun of people who are pretentious. Yeah, and so it, it's great. That's why I fucking love it. I think I, I don't know. They really they got it. They nailed it for me. Yeah. But that was my number nine. Um, my number nine was All Quiet, and my number eight was Barbarian. Ooh. Fucking Barbarian. Barbarian is nuts. Um, This is probably the highest you're going to see it on any list all year. Which is crazy. Dude, people were pretty lukewarm on it. That's Listen, you guys... I don't like throwing around bad words, but you're dumb. Yeah. You're, you're dumb if you don't like you're Barbarian. You're just being silly. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Barbarian. It is so, th- so... There was a point... So there's a point in the movie where there's a shift change. And it kind of cuts and it introduces a different situation. And at that point, something nuts happened. And me and you looked at each other... <laughs> Jaws agape, like oh my god! <laughs> Holy what fuck! What did we just fucking see? I We're in store came. for something special. It is nuts. Me and Carl both having wet pants looked over at each other, and we we're like, "This is crazy." Yeah. So, a lot of people kind of just chalk the movie up to shock value, and it's weird, but it's whatever. Like, it's notable that it's weird and different, but they didn't really like it other than that, and. I just had a very different experience from that. And there was a lot of people that said, so I kind of want to get into spoilers for this. So I'll say if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, skip like two minutes ahead. That should be about right. Um, There's a point when it cuts to Justin Long's character. Yeah. Once the two characters are in the basement, we see the big, the big uh, old lady with, uh, saggy boobs yeah, yeah and then it cuts to justin long and a lot of people say that's where the movie took a turn for them and they didn't like it because it killed the pacing and i loved it yeah because it's like you're building up to this thing and then you finally get it for like five seconds and then it's like i i, I don't know how to explain how i feel about it but it's it's so it's, it's showing you something insane and then instantly making you move on. Yeah. It's such a interesting thing to do. Yeah. And it's, I just loved it. It's so a, I, I thought that Justin Long's character was hilarious. It's a horror comedy and it, it is so perfectly much fun. did both aspects. It was Dude, scene- a fantastic horror, horror sequences, fantastic, hilarious comedy. Sequences. The funniest scene of the whole year is the tape measure scene. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is easily the tape measure yeah. scene for me. That movie, that scene is hysterical. Yeah. So, um, I love Barbarian. I don't think it's my number eight of the year. It's my number one horror movie. 
I think it's my favorite horror movie since Hereditary, I which was that, five yeah. years ago. Um, I think it's kind of a masterpiece, yeah. if you ask me. Everyone I've shown it to has hated it. Dude, yeah. Everyone I've shown it to. I talk to people at work, and they're like, dude, you like that? And I was like, fuck yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. And they don't, they just don't get it. Like, they're just, yeah. I'm better than them. That's yeah. all I don't know is. how you, like... When he finds the the dungeon in his basement, this horrendous, disgusting place, and he goes up in Zillow's, like, oh, how much, how how much many money extra can this money? square footage get me? <laughs> and then, so funny. And then towards the end, it stops taking itself seriously, and you have the the lady jumping off the the silo. Yeah, and like yeah, it's yeah. it's just so fun and funny. Yeah, and you have to know what you're getting into. And then the in in credit song is yeah. Janis Joplin, yeah. "Cry Baby," and I was like, "Man, that's perfect." Be my baby. Oh, be my baby. By Sorry, the, I thought it was "Cry the Baby." Ronettes, I think is Fuck, the name. I'm thinking yeah, something totally wrong, different. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's yeah, I have that song on my phone. Like right after I walked out of it, I was like, "I'm adding that fucking song on my phone." That goes yeah, hard. Um, yeah, I loved "Barbarian." I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to gush about it for too long, yeah. but I loved it. Um, my number eight was "RRR." Mm. Yeah fantastic fucking movie i think we raved about it enough yeah i'm, yeah. Not, I'm not gonna talk about too much my number eight was rrr um and my seven was barbarian okay so yeah we've talked about both of those yep. um my seven was tar which is the one movie you didn't watch because you're yep. a piece of shit i was busy um too busy oh yeah you're just busy guy huh yeah, i had cool shit i'm to not do. busy i had cool <laughs> i had cool shit to do. <laughs> okay um <laughs> Yeah, so I saw Tar when they re-released it in theaters. It never came to theaters initially for me, so um, I watched it, I think, in January. And it's so fucking good. So it's it's kind of like a biopic for a person that's fake. It's like if you oh. watched Elvis, but Elvis wasn't a real person. It's made like a biopic, um, but it's a character that's made up, and... Kate Blanchett is pro Lydia Tarr is probably the best character of the year. I think if I had character of the year, I'd give it to her. It's so complex Man. and it has so much to say. And there is a scene at the beginning in a classroom that I won't spoil. That's just so good. And I loved it. And it's like almost three hours long, but I didn't feel tired or bored at all. Wow. And a lot of people don't like it. I've seen a lot of two and a halves on Letterboxd. Oh, I, I have a, a feeling half. I wouldn't like it too. You much. probably wouldn't. And maybe it's the fact that I watched it in theaters. Maybe that's the reason I enjoyed it so much. Um, I'm disappointed that you didn't watch it because I feel like we'd have an interesting conversation about it. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, trying to think of what i want to say about it yeah because you can't actually get into spoilers yeah I, I don't i'm not really sure what to say about it um it's a movie i think everyone should watch i've seen some people give it a five and i've seen, seen some people give it a two so it's very divisive and i've heard a lot of people say it's boring i just didn't really feel that way it's there's tones of like cancel culture in it which are really interesting mm. and it has some very tiny whiplash vibes don't expect whiplash because it's not that. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, it's not as good to me, but it's also just not the same idea. I got you. But it's it's very good. I think I think you should check it out eventually. Oh, I definitely will. Okay. Um, that was your number seven? Yeah. Uh, my six was Top Gun Maverick. Mm, me too. Um, classic. 
fucking American. big blockbuster. Yeah. Proud to be an American. Awesome, yeah, awesome shit right there. Yeah. Um, one of the most fun theater experiences <clears throat> of the year. Um, I guess technically it's the best action movie of the year. Yeah. If you don't count my number one as an action movie, I, I wouldn't. Um, just so much better than it should have been. The plane scenes are phenomenal. They all they were all filmed in the air, um, in real planes, which is just so sick. I rewatched it last week and it still holds up. Nothing's changed. Yeah. It's still awesome. Tom Cruise's national treasure. The characters are really good. Hangman, yeah, uh, Goose, Bob, Rooster. All the characters are great. Yeah. Um It's just so easy to watch. I'm gonna watch it every Fourth of July, probably. It's every like a uni- like being an American. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna watch it's it. It's just a universally like if, yeah. if you have two arms and a face, you're gonna like yeah. Top Gun Maverick. You it's get the universally... beach scene where they're playing football and everyone has their shirt off. Yeah, and you kind of get an erection, but you don't yeah. want to tell anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, everyone loves it. A yeah. lot of people have it as their number one of the year, which is fine. It's, it's like the biggest big time blockbuster movie yeah. that's been it released. It also might have saved cinema. Yeah, because everyone saw it. Oh, sold it, out seats. They said, "Fuck COVID, I want some Tommy." Yeah, I want. I, want some I don't Tommy care if it life. kills me. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my number six. My number five. I'm sh- we. So we've got the same top six. I think I'm, so. I don't yeah. know if it's the same order or not, but we have the same amount of movies that we haven't said. So my number five is Babylon. My number five is Babylon. Okay. So, I figured this was when we'd start kind of meeting up. Yeah. Um. Babylon. So. Damien Chazelle. Damien is Chazelle. Amazing. This I initially a, gave this five stars. I dialed it back just a touch. Four and a half. Uh, to four and a half. Me too. But if you ask me, he's. I haven't seen First Man yet. But if you ask me, La La Land is a perfect movie. Whiplash is a perfect movie. Yeah. This is damn near perfect. I think it's just a lot of issues a you brought messy. up. Yeah, a lot of the issues you brought up is the only thing that like detracted it for me. A lot of people don't like the ending. I think the ending was really good, um, and it's kind of like his Fablemans. It's his like love letter to yeah. cinema, love and letter, but love also that. hate letter. Yeah, like that's what's interesting about it is a lot of people chalk it up to it's his love letter to cinema, but really he's saying like. It's Hollywood is bad. a horrible, especially in the 20s when this takes place. It's it's talking about the transition from silent films to sound. Yeah. It was a horrible place. And people were treated very bad back yeah. then. And I think that's a very interesting take because he made La La Land, which like glorifies Hollywood. And then he made Babylon, which like tariff like is like a horrifying side of Hollywood, yeah. which I think is really interesting. This uh, score by Justin Horowitz is so good. Voodoo One Mama. of my Voodoo Mama, yep. Coke Room. Yep. Those songs are so good. Um, the cinematography is great. The performances, performances are all great. Are outstanding. Um, Margot forgot, Robbie's a beast. Yeah, I forgot She's the guy's name. Am, um, uh, Diego, Diego Calva. Yeah. He, he's in that Gabriel Abel newcomer category, if yeah. you ask me. He's so good. He's the main character in the movie, basically. Yeah, he's so really good. Brad Pitt's funny, as always. Yeah. The movie's very funny. The scene where they're... Uh, where they can't get the, the scene right, and they have to keep doing it over and over yeah. again. There's a guy <laughs> yeah. in the box that's having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, because it's that so fucking That scene is so good. Yeah. That's my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. But 
Um, An elephant shits on a guy. I'll, yeah. I'll let that spoil like, out of the bag. This it's should so be funny. number one of any other year. Like, yeah. if this is 2020, it's number one. Yeah. Maybe not, because I'd probably have Dune over it. But it'd be number two. Um, last year, or... Dune was... Sorry, 2021, I'd have Dune number one. 2020, I'd have Sound of Metal. But after Sound of Metal, it'd be this. So this would yeah. be number two any other year. Yeah. But it's number five, because this mo- this year was just stacked. Yeah. Um, it's really, really good. Yeah. And a little cameo. And I get, I get the people who don't like it. I yeah, do. it's messy. It's definitely not for everybody. It can feel a little self-indulgent. Yeah, but a little cameo from from Tobster too. Yeah, old Toby McGuire. Cameo. You can never be mad at a Tobe cameo. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um. So number four, it's your number four because I think we have the same number four. My four is Banshees. Oh, we don't have the same number four. Okay. Go ahead and talk about Banshees. Um, Banshees is the definition of doing a lot with a little. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those movies that you can't explain why it's so good unless the person just watches it because it's it takes place in a very quiet place where there's not a lot of people who live there and everybody knows the story i'm not going to give you a synopsis but the performances are great it's very heartwarming and like uh even though it's kind of a dark movie there's just these characters are very complex and you never get tired of seeing them on screen and it's paced out very well somehow. Like, I don't know. This movie should not work. It should not be entertaining. <laughs> this movie should be a snooze fest. Yeah. And it's not. The characters are so lively and Martin McDonough is just a genius, I guess. Cause yeah. he, like, I never would have thought I'd have this over Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. It's weird because I don't even know what to say. When I'm trying to express it's just like, so why I like good. it so much, I just, just oh, anytime I see it on HBO Max, I want to watch it. Yeah, it's and it's hilarious too. It's so funny. They have it's these so little funny. Irish it's, dialects that yeah. you've never really heard before. They're saying You're things and, you don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's it's Colin Farrell is so good. Brennan Gleeson yeah. so good. Barry Keoghan, I Kogan. Think. I've heard people say Quan, and I'm like, That's what just, the fuck are you saying? They're just they have you know. They have cocks in their ass. They're yeah. just trying to be cool. Uh, I don't um, know. I think it's Keoghan. Okay. So I'm just going to say that, but I love Barry. Oh, Barry he's sick. so good. We just watched Chernobyl. He's in that classic Barry. Yeah, he's um, just randomly in it for yeah, like five minutes. randomly in it, killing dogs. <laughs> no so, big deal. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, um, which Chernobyl, just quick, we wrapped it up. I think it's perfect. I gave it a perfect yeah. score. I gave it a perfect score, too, but it was out of kind of respect. It wasn't a five out of five enjoyment, but you're it was five out of right. five. Like you're fucking can, right, it was respect. Good. Yeah, this is good. So it's I gave fantastic. it a five. All right. Um, my number three is everything everywhere all at once. My number four is everything everywhere all at once. Ah, so you've got banshees in that foot. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um. Everything uh, everywhere all at once. I thought was I thought it was gonna be a wacky tacky movie. Um. But it wound up having a lot of really touching, heartfelt moments um, with this story to tell about a mother, daughter, you know, trying to connect through, you know, strange things that the daughter's going through and and kind of an older, new generation clashing with things that are now accepted um, mm-hmm. in our culture. I, I, I thought it was funny. Um, great performances, great action sequences, a really cool twist on you know like a sci-fi but also telling a really simple story mm-hmm. um i thought it was it was awesome 
thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah, it's it's literally the title. Like it has everything. Yeah. Everything you want. You have action. You have a heartfelt family dynamic story. You have comedy, and the comedy's funny. The action's really good. There's no weak points in the film. It's going to yeah. be a lot of people's number one, which is completely fair. Um, I rewatched it once, so I've seen it twice overall, and there's just something about it that keeps it at three. You mm-hmm. know, it's three, so it's phenomenal, and I love yeah. it. But I don't, I don't have it at a five. I have it at a four and a half. And that's oh, I think kind I of, have it at a five. That's kind of uncommon, I think. And I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know why. I can't really explain it, but the other two movies ahead of it, I just have a better personal connection with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love uh, Ki Hoi Kwan. I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, Michelle Yeoh and um, what's her name? The daughter. I don't remember her name, but they all three of Stephanie, them. Stephanie Stephanie Sue. Yeah. That's her name. They're She's, all three so, so yeah, good. Yeah, they carry the movie. They're so good. Yeah. Um the score's really good, which I didn't realize the first time. But I do think it just gets a little I think the I think my problem is it gets a little much for me towards the end with mm-hmm. the everything it gets bagel it, and I, the, it does get a little too goofy. It gets a little almost honestly like a little hard to follow. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just stupid. But towards the end, like, they go to so many different dimensions. And there's so many things flashing at once. And I don't know. It's just, it's a little overstimulating to where you honestly kind of get lost in what's happening. I could see some of the comedy uh, getting, not aging well, too. Yeah. Like, the dildo hot dog comedy. fingers. Yeah. Like, it's like. The hot dog fingers no, are dildo the dildo stuff is going to be hilarious. <laughs> That's going to be funny Raccoon. for the rest of the I think Rakakuni will with with yeah. be one of our honorable like man. Yeah. Remember Rakakuni. Oh, one small detail I want to point out is when they're doing the hot dog finger uh, scene, mm-hmm. the music that plays is played very poorly because in that universe they're the playing with their playing, feet. Yeah, they're playing. No, well, either way, they're either playing with their feet or they're playing with hot dog fingers. Oh. So the music's played incorrectly and it sounds really bad and i just think that's a cool little touch that is funny uh, the rock scene's awesome yeah just a, a movie everyone should see yeah absolutely a movie everyone should see uh, my number two is after sun and i think this is where we meet and have the same list well my number three is after sun oh sorry yeah so your number two is everything everywhere or banshees no my number four was everything everywhere okay so your number two is banshees yeah okay. uh, my number three is after sun and it's. I have one reason why it didn't beat out Banshees, and it's because After Sun is a movie that is designed. It's it's a stupendous movie, fantastic movie, and it's a movie that's designed for you to reflect on. Reflect on it. Or it's almost designed for you to watch it again mm-hmm. with new information. Not that there's a a twist, but you're able to see things in a different lens than when you initially started the movie. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I just, something about when I watched Banshees, and I've rewatched it now like twice, and I was like, you know, there's just something about this that I like. Mm-hmm. And there is moments in After Sun that it can feel kind of boring. You know, it is people going through their lives. 
for an eighty percent of it, it's sort of a slice of life movie. Yeah, and it's just two people on a vacation yeah. for a lot of it. Movies so I, like I that, that, I don't really love immediately. There usually has to be something nuts about them that I really like. Um, but for me, I think Banshees edges it out, but just a touch. I think it's that, also really fucking sad. Yeah. And, and it's it not be, something you're going to want to watch all the yeah. time. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw Banshees over this. I get that. Um, my Honestly, two through four for me is like a three-way tie. Yeah. One is not. One is very clearly one. But <laughs> two through four is, depending on the day, I could probably pick any of them in any order. Yeah. Um, I love them all. Um, After Sun for me, you said it. It's a movie that is designed for you to reflect reflect on yeah. and once you watch it you'll understand why because it's similar to the character you know in the movie what they're going through so i just think it's a very revolutionary movie in terms of the way it's told and putting you in the shoes of the character it's about mm-hmm. and it's 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 also one of those things like banshees that you kind of have to see for yourself because one you don't want it spoiled for you and two, it's gonna. Everyone's gonna have a different reaction to it. Some people say like, "I didn't feel anything." I'm gonna give it a two and a half. Like, I just didn't like it. Some people say said from the first 15 minutes they were crying through the whole thing, and I never cried. I and didn't I'm a cry crier. either, but I, I definitely felt something. Like, yeah. I was like, man, something just happened yeah so something clicked in me for like i was like I'm, i gotta figure this out i gotta put something together here i cry during beautiful boy i cry during the dark knight rises i cry <laughs> during the batman yeah i'm a weirdo and i cry a lot and i'm i have a soft spot for kids and i have a soft spot for father daughter relationships and father son relationships and coming of age films so it's right up my alley so i have no idea why i didn't cry but I didn't. But with that said, it made me super depressed for like two days. Yeah. I could do nothing but listen to like Sufjan Stevens for yeah. two days. And I can never listen to Under Pressure. It's never going to be the again. same. Yeah. I'm I always going to think like, oh. It used to be a good shit. time song. Yeah. You used to listen yeah. to that song yeah. and you were like, oh, I'm in a good mood right now. Yeah. And now you just want to go home and cry whenever you hear it. Yeah. Um, it made me very sad. And it the reason that, it, that it's number two is because it affected me that much. Mm-hmm. And everything, everywhere in Banshees didn't. I didn't. My life didn't change after I watched those two. I watched them. I was like, dude, that was fucking good. Yeah. And I went to work the next day. Yeah. But with After Sun, it's like I became a different person for like a couple days after watching it. And I couldn't, I couldn't listen to my normal fun music like J.I.D. and Kendrick Lamar. I had to... Like, I couldn't comprehend listening to something like that and being happy and in a good mood when I just felt so down. Yeah. So, it's number two simply for the effect it had on me. And I think that it's very... One, it's a de- directorial debut by Charlotte Wells. Shout out to her. Yep. Shout out to Paul Meskel and um, Frankie Corio. It's just... I think it's really a special movie, and I think a lot of people are going to be inspired by it and make... Yeah movies because of it i really like the, the thing that stands out the most to me if you, if you had to ask me like what's the element that makes it so special i think it's the unique storytelling this idea of gaining perspective and then that changing 
different elements of the movie. And that also being basically what the movie's about, I think is awesome. It's mm-hmm. a great storytelling. Mm-hmm. But that that's my number three. Number two was Banshees. Mm-hmm. And then our number one is exactly the same. The motherfucking Batman. Batman. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. We this was I think one of the best theater experiences of my life. I so I have to get up early for work. I wake up at like five um in the morning. Like a maniac. Yeah. So so that I can get to work on time. We saw a debut um like early access debut. It was a fan screening. Yeah, fan screening. It was like an hour and a half away. And it was what? To what time did it so happen? So it the screening was for seven. So, um, the movie's like three hours long. There's like trailers and shit. So, we got out of there like eleven thirty yeah. out of the screening, and then it's an hour and a half drive home. So if we left the second we got out of the theater, you're getting home at one. Yeah. Um, but we talked after the movie for like two hours in the yeah. parking lot with our friend that we saw it with. It was one of the best days of my life. And, and then, that like, make, that might make me sound like a loser. That's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. It was genuinely, it was a perfect day. You and know then, that like, Lander meme where he was like, it was perfect. Yeah. That was the day I saw the Batman. Yeah. The day my life changed. I remember the day the trailer came out, the DC fandom teaser came out. We sat down. It we was watched it like four times. Perfect. We watched it four times. In the for, in like ten minutes, yeah. Like we just kept rewinding it back to the beginning and watching it yeah. over and over again. Yeah. It's my favorite trailer of all time. I've seen it. I've probably seen that teaser trailer fifty times. Yeah, I watched it over and over and over again. The Batman is probably my second favorite movie of all time. So it's no wonder it's my number one of yeah. the year. I have the Nice Guys number one, the Batman number two. That could change. Eventually, the Batman might be number one. But it's it's a movie perfectly made for me. I love Batman. He's my favorite character of any genre. I love Robert Pattinson. I love Matt Reeves. I love the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Everything about it to me is perfect. The opening monologue, the um, set design for Gotham. It's the best Gotham we've ever had. To me, it's the best Batman we've ever had. Um, the score by Michael Giacchino is perfect. It's almost like I don't know what to say about it because I have zero flaws. Yeah. We talked about this and we were like, um, if you had to, if you could change one thing about it, what would you change? And our one small detail we'd change is the Alfred disrespect. Yeah. And because what they're going for is a a sort of, um, I don't want to say emo. That's he's a, of, he's a loner. He's, he doesn't want to really work. He's with a little people. immature and he hasn't really moved on after his parents died. He's got a lot of pent and, up anger that he yeah, just kind of points. And he doesn't at go outside. He he just stays to himself. And I get all that, and I love all that. But I feel like him disrespecting Alfred and saying you're not my dad, and you know, like just being a dick to Alfred, just kind of makes him seem like a child and seem like a spoiled brat. Yeah. And I don't feel like that's necessary to take it that far. I feel like you can still have the character be exactly the same, but he has a good relationship with Alfred. Yeah, I don't think it would change I think anything. it's important that he does have a yeah. good relationship. And with by Alfred. the end of the movie, he does. There's an arc. Yeah. And I understand yeah. that. Maybe that's why it's in the movie is because he wanted to have an arc where he has a better relationship with Alfred. Mm-hmm. And him, re- him almost losing Alfred was what made him realize how much he loved him. And yeah. I get all that. 
but it just it rubbed me the wrong way a little bit but that's really the only small gripe i have with it yeah i could barely sleep that night yeah whenever i got home so like i got we, home at like 1 30 and i yeah. was like oh my god the batman was so fucking yeah good. so we saw it on a monday night maybe a tuesday night and so we saw it for the fan screening we saw it one night and then the next day that you could see it was thursday so we had to wait an entire day of having seen it and saying man like all i could i didn't i couldn't function for two days after seeing the batman i couldn't listen to music i couldn't watch anything that wasn't a batman breakdown a batman interview <laughs> listening to the score listening to matt reeves talk any like it consumed my life for probably weeks dude i wanted to call out of work and just listen to something in the way yeah and beat the fuck out of somebody yeah so i don't know if you can tell but we like the batman yeah yeah um, it's it's flawless and i can i can tell you like i don't think it's the best movie of the year i really don't but it's my favorite yeah so it's my number one well, that's how that's and i do think it's near are. the top i think it's if I was being objective and I wasn't a huge Batman fan, it'd probably be like eight or something right there next to like All Quiet. Yeah. But since I am and it's one of my favorite movies ever, I'm obviously going to put it at number yeah. one. There was just, it was such an awesome experience. And it could be, maybe I could be biased because we saw that fan screen, but they, they had a massive countdown. They mm. had cool little. Uh, posters Song everywhere, promotions. Sound yeah. was thumping. Yeah, everything about it. And, and then when he fucking cranks up the Batmobile and you get that, like, yeah. I was like, it, oh it, my God. It's dude. better than the Endgame theater experience for me. It's my yeah. favorite theater experience of all time. I remember after the, uh, what was it? After the opening monologue when he beats the shit out of that guy at the train station, yeah. I looked over I to you. I looked over to you and I said, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my <laughs> yeah. life. I remember that. Roll credits right there. Yeah. Um, God, I don't even know what else to say. Greg Fraser's cinematography is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, what do you want me to say? Uh, yeah. A lot of people argue if it's better than The Dark Knight. I don't really think that that's necessary to compare them. I think they're both perfect. Were there two, if you twist like, my arm. As crazy as it is, they're two very different things. Yeah. The way I describe it is The Dark Knight is like Michael Mann's Batman movie, and the Batman is like David Fincher's Batman movie. Yeah. So whichever of those that's sounds a great, better That's to a you. great description. Yeah. I love them both. They're both in my top five of all time. If you twist my arm and said you have to pick one, I'm picking the Batman. Yeah. I'm sorry. Me too. I am. I prefer it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's a wrong answer. No, definitely so, not. They're, they're both fantastic. But I yeah. think that, that, that rounds I've off the list. I've seen it nine times. I just want to throw that <laughs> in. I saw it five times in theaters, and I watched it four more times on Blu-ray. I have two steel books of it. Um, I've got the popcorn bucket and the, the cup. The cup, yeah. I've got, got two cups. three shirts. I've got a poster. I've got the script book. Yeah. I have the little limited edition uh, comic they gave you on opening night. You have like a worn Halloween. pair of Robert Pattinson's underwear uh, under your pillow you weren't supposed to tell people that, <laughs> um, but yeah uh i don't know if i have anything else to say about no it. i think that rounds off the list you know the big takeaways is that the batman is fucking awesome yep. and the last of us is fucking awesome yeah that's and the face and thunder isn't yeah and neither, neither is, is neither is Lightyear. yeah <laughs> men yeah men was so 
disappointing so because I I really wanted Dude, I like trailer, Alex Garland. The trailer was so sick. I know the it was, sound design. God, yeah. Oh. And you know what? It, you're pissing me off more even talking about the trailer now. I want to drop it down further because <laughs> the trailer was right. so like unsettling. Yeah. All right. But it was garbage. Well, I guess that's it. Yep. So to the two and a half people that watch this, thanks for checking it out. Me and you are two. We appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> me checking to make sure it uploaded yeah, yeah. is one of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, this was fun. Yeah. We definitely, every year we need to do a big, long episode talking got about to. lists. Got to. I've already got my list running for 2023. Yeah, that's going to help because we've got, I told Carl to start his list already so he can just add it as we go on so you don't have to think about it at the end of the year. Yeah. It's a big and task. it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. 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 So um, we've got our 2023 list going. Creed 3 is number one right now. For both of us. Yep. For both of us. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Ant-Man 3 for me. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> Megan, Megan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get out of here. All right. Uh, see ya. See ya.